Heads up for all the Birdcast listeners. Pre-sale for the Body Shots Fall Tour starts April 22nd. You didn't hear it from me. Hey guys, brand new podcast. Do I say that every time? Brand new podcast? I don't know. It's amazing how much I love this. I really do love podcasting. I've had some amazing conversations. Today is no different. Um, oh, you know what? You, I'm sorry. You know what clip I'm thinking of? The hardest I've ever laughed is on the podcast. It's coming up. It's not today. Not with Michael Rosenbaum. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dick I move. love Michael Rosenbaum. He's my guest today. Um, <laughs> he was really cool. He is the one of the coolest guys. I'm so glad he got into podcasting because he's not a phony actor. So, and by the way, a lot of the phony actors that are getting into podcast podcasting, and I'm not. I don't mean to call anyone out. Look, you know that everyone biggest. Well, let's fucking. We should start this read over. I feel like I'm calling people out. I'm not. Anna Ferris is not. A, he, she's a great podcast. There's some great podcasts out there. But sometimes what happens is actors get into podcasting, and they they didn't ever give a fuck for it. I, we talk about this a tad bit. They never gave a fuck for it. They never really cared about it. They just thought it was a quick way to make sure they cover their mortgage. Michael Rosenbaum is not that guy. I've done his podcast, and his podcast is fucking awesome. And he has some home run guests legit mm. he's he's just an authentic dude well i'll i'll talk more about him when i go into the intro but extra i'm out of it i am fucking out of it why are you out of it was it because you were up all night last night no because this break for the tour yeah well that was part of it yeah it's pretty awesome night right yeah it was fucking amazing. Thank you to the Woody Show for inviting me and my family out to uh, California Great Adventure last night. California Adventure. California Great Adventure is what mm, I had. No, Great Adventure. Line great, of... No, Great Adventure is a different theme park. California Great Adventure was a no, blast last night. No, Great Adventure is like is Six Flags Great Adventure. California, it's, it's, it's the, they're two different things. You're, you're melding two theme parks. Line of the night, my daughter Georgia... My daughter Georgia is very funny, but what happens sometimes with your kids is they are trying to be funny because they feel like they're get, that's how they get laughs at school. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to be funny all night, and it was driving me fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I get why my dad fucking could not stand me now. Do you think it has to do with you not being the center of attention? What? Are you not being the funny one in the room? Oh, Do you remember when Leanne called me out for putting my dick on her shoulder, Halston? Oh, it was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. In this fucking culture where people are losing their careers, you're threatening your... Anyway, line of the night, Georgia, you get just too real. Podcasting has gotten you too real. I've always been like this. I am no different on or off the mic. I'm no different, right? Yeah, no. And so line of the night, Georgia was trying to be funny the whole ride down. It was driving me nuts. She's giving one-liners, little memes, hashtags. Get wrecked. Zingers. Get, get wrecked, Dad. Get wrecked. Your mom. Your mom's your mom's house. Your, your mom's, mom's face. Your mom's face. Uh-huh. We get in the we do the first ride, which was fucking phenomenal. It was so it, it was it's called soaring. And it's like it's, where it's you, called great soaring, I think. You're soaring. <laughs> it's not great soaring. It's just soaring. Used to be called soaring over California because you soared over California, but now you soar over like the whole world. The the Arctic um russia um i don't know where else do we saw some great awesome waterfall a safari in africa and then you have like the smells really while you're soaring a, a desert island uh it's really beautiful and so we get done the girls are the happiest they've ever been i hope woody hears this yeah they were really they, happy. they uh, woody called me up 
Uh, I got to get Segura on Woody's uh, show. I listen to Woody's show every day. Um, I know you think uh, he didn't believe me, but we do. We listen to that show every morning yeah. when I take Georgia to the bus. You said the same thing to Kevin from Kevin and Bean, but whatever. Anyway. We do listen to Kevin and Bean. We <laughs> kind of toggle. Anyway, so um, so Georgia is bubbling. I mean, she is so happy. And you know, when your daughters are getting older, that's the one thing you want is that authentic connection to see them as kids again. Yeah. And her and her friend Tatum are so happy and giggling and they're like kids running to the next ride. Yep. And they're so, ninth graders, which was, is pretty cool. Which is, and I'm so I'm I'm so grounded in this moment. I'm I we get on the next ride, which was Ariel's ride. You ready for this, Halston? <laughs> they get to the part. I'm and Georgia says, I want to ride with dad. And I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I got my little girl back. Right. Like I'm so excited. Getting the ride and Georgia's singing. She's like, can't control herself. She's having such a great time. <laughs> they get to the part where they show Ariel getting her legs, and Georgia goes, Fuck legs. She got a vagina. <laughs> uh, I was like, I, I, I'm going to be cool. Were you so proud? I'm, no, I was, I was like, I'm going to be cool. Once she gets through this phase of figuring out her personality and her voice, uh-huh. you know, I'm going to be cool with who she'll be because <laughs> that realization, right. like for those girls, a, a vagina is a little bit of a fucking chore. Yeah. Did you get your period? Like, yeah. they're like there's no pleasure with legs. it yet. Right? She got a vagina. Right. I was like, part of me was like, I know someone had to have written that joke already. And that's just such a, but it, I was not a perspective I've seen. It was a great time, oh, gee, but it's spring break. I'll tell you why I'm in a weird place. It's spring break. I had planned one thing for my spring break, and I went the exact. Wait, are total. you on spring break? No, it's my spring break for no, my tour. I think it's your kid's spring. No, but break. it's my spring break for my tour f- to Europe. It's a long ass spring break. Yeah, it's been three weeks, and it it's it been flew. three weeks. It flew. I go to it's Europe next week. Dragging for me, baby. How long? How many days would you say eight pairs just used were on my dining room table? How many days? How many days has it been since I've been able to use my dining room table? Would you say five? It's, uh, it's, I just cleaned it. At least five. Yeah, it's been. It was. It was a taxing amount to unload the tour bus to yes, unpack it. Was it. A lot. But yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna be home. I'm gonna be home. I'm gonna be home. <laughs> Yo, we're announcing. We're announcing. We're announcing uh, pre-sale for my body shots fall tour next week on Monday. So pre-sale will be on Monday. Pay attention to my Instagram. I don't know the promo codes yet. But my Instagram, my Twitter, we will announce it on Monday. It's a huge fucking tour. In it the is fall. a beast. I'm a little nervous. It's a beast. Um. So yeah, I, I I will have I what I will have done is I will have had Halston plug something in at the very very front of this before I will have already said something about this because it just came to me like realizing oh you won't know that until. Yeah, so, okay, so we've, we've, you all have already heard that, but I just realized that. So now you're realizing that I'm realizing I need to put something at the very beginning of this podcast. No, don't worry, don't roll I your eyes so at me. I am so confused. I don't know what you're talking confused. about. Isn't this podcast coming out today? Yeah. Then what are you talking about? Pre-sale starts Monday. Which is in like six days. And the podcast comes out Wednesday. So I need to put something, what? don't worry, don't worry. Don't you, worry about it. You have some math problems, mister. No. Do you have dyscalculia? I never learned to count. Is that is that so wrong? Where is where's my fucking readers? They're with your shoes on the dining room table. Whew. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like more of these Leantics, uh, go to wifeoftheparty.com. I am so sorry. I don't know any wife 
that would be okay with six or eight pairs of her husband's shoes on their dining room table and asking over and over, hey, babe, would you mind just taking care of those shoes? I never lost my temper, but I have to say, I don't know any wife in America that would have been like, oh, yeah, five, six days, several pairs of shoes on my dining room table, no problem. I think I'm pretty cool. This podcast is brought to you by (laughs) Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can also learn how to invest in the market as you build your own portfolio. So important. Discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving the listeners of my podcast, The Burtcast, a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. All you have to do is sign up as BurtCast.RobinHood.com. That's BurtCast.RobinHood.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Four Sigmatic. Are you one of the 64% of Americans that drink coffee daily? I know my wife is. Well, let me introduce you to my friends at Four Sigmatic. These guys have been making drinking mushrooms a thing since 2012. Yeah, drinking mushrooms. Four Sigmatic sells mushroom coffee that actually tastes great and is damn good for you. The founding fun guys at Four Sigmatic grew up foraging mushrooms in Finland. I'll be in Finland pretty soon on my Body Shots World Tour. I think I will. Not sure what the name of the city it is, but I'll be in Finland. In fact, the Finns have been brewing mushroom tea for centuries. They knew mushroom were some of the world's most nutritious foods, so they brought it to America in a format they knew we'd love. Coffee. They should have put it on our cheeseburgers. What? <laughs> Nothing. I'm going back into the read. <laughs> Mushroom coffee has half the caffeine of regular coffee, but truly is magical. While these shrooms don't get you high, they will help you think. Personally, we had it on my tour bus. Uh, sometimes coffee at night will fuck my stomach up and it'll keep me up at night. It's like, like fucking jittery all night and I don't get that jittery feeling and it's much easier on my gut. Mushroom Coffee has two rock star shrooms in it, Lion's Mane and Chaga. Lion's Mane is my favorite functional mushroom. I, I love it. I can't get enough of it. And it's your, Bane's, your brain's best friend. Chaga, on the other hand, is a winter necessity. It supports your immune system and doesn't allow you to get sick. And that is why I took it on tour with me because I didn't get sick once. As soon as I got off tour, stopped with the mushroom coffee. Got really sick. Got really fucking sick. Mushroom coffee comes in easy to use and carry single serving packets. Stash them at your desk, in your gym bag, in your suitcase, anywhere. Oh, 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 oh. did I mention it's USDA organic and paleo certified? Zero grams of sugar, zero calories, just a whole lot of power. And of course, we have a special offer for the Burtcast audience receiving 15% off. Your Four Sigmatic order. Go to foursigmatic.com slash BERTCAST or use the discount code BERTCAST at checkout. Spell it out, BERT. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash BERTCAST or just use the discount code BERTCAST at checkout. 
for 15% off. Thank you to all my sponsors. And thank you for you guys uh, for listening to my reads and, and, and supporting my sponsors. It means a lot to me. It, it allows this podcast to keep going. And, uh, and I absolutely love this podcast. Um, like I said, Michael Rosenbaum, uh, I first saw him on Smallville. That's who you're wondering who Michael Rosenbaum. You're like, wait, wait, I know that name. Smallville. He was also in Sorority Chicks, I think, with Harlan Williams. He did his own movie. I, I checked out. He's working nonstop. You've seen him in everything. He's been in everything practically. But Smallville's where I first found him, and I, I he fucking murdered that role. We talk a little bit about. Wait, who was he in Smallville? He was Lex Luthor. That's what I thought. Yeah, shaved head, and so he had to run around Hollywood with shaved hood and head. And you'd, if you saw him out of clubs, you'd be like, "Oh, that's Lex Luthor." No wig. No, no, he didn't wear no. No toupee. When I first saw him with hair, I thought he had a wig on. Really? I was like, oh, this guy got a fucking transplant. It was like, it's weird when you know someone is bald and you're cool with them bald and then they see, you see him with hair. Michael has a podcast called Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. I did it. He has great guests. I mentioned that at the front of this. He has great fucking guests. And he's a really solid guy. He tells a great story about first time he bought a house, he was young and him and his buddy, bro- he'll tell, they broke into it and because he, he was like, it's my house. I can break into it. <laughs> but it's a funny story. I think every fucking meathead guy will connect with that. Um, but he's awesome. Uh, we hung out at the podcast up fronts over at Anna Ferris's party and had a great time. That's great. I really do enjoy him. Yeah, I liked him too. He was very nice. He was on an episode of Something's Burning with Harlan Williams. He's good friends with Harlan Williams. And uh, and I, I really do implore you. And I don't... I don't think I say this often, but I do implore you to go over and check out his podcast. Yeah. His list of guests is pretty uh, overwhelming. Really? Yeah. He's been in this bit. He's been successful in Hollywood mm-hmm. all of the 2000s practically. Right. And so, uh, and it shows, but he gets great fucking guests. That's great. He's an, And he's a great interviewer. Like I said, none of that Hollywood, sometimes, and I'm not, I'm not saying names, but there are people that are actors that when you hear them do a podcast, they talk like they read a bunch of self-help books. Like they, they talk like a therapist would talk. Like in like like slang, not yeah. slang, but in like catchword Yeah, phrases. and it just fucking turns me off. Yeah, I don't like that either. He doesn't do that. He just talks to you like almost, you know, the one thing I'll say about me and him is we're very similar. He says, if you say something, he doesn't realize that like, oh, this may be a sore subject. And he just goes, wait, tell me about that. Yeah. So like, and I like a guy like that. I like a, I like a guy who podcasts like fucking face first into the wall, you know? Yeah. So check him out. You're going to love this podcast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, today's birdcast, Michael Rosenbaum. This is... Oh, we just went to the. Are you recording? Oh yeah, I saw that. We just went to the Kings game. I saw day. your shirt off at the Kings just game. Grab a grab a seat for a sec, Leanne. We made the headlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I don't want to sit down. Okay. I still have my wet so, going. She came up. Uh, her epiphany the other day was that working out should be fun. So she's looking for things that she'll really enjoy. So she's riding her bike everywhere, and she went aqua jogging today. Aqua jogging? And I did climb a tree. What is aqua jogging? You, you put this run- like foam belt on and these like webbed 
gloves on mm. and you do specific it's like running in the pool but you have to it's not just like kicking like you're swimming you actually run in the pool is it fun yeah it's really fun because i do it with a friend and uh we chat the whole time so, you can get really dehydrated in a pool because people don't realize yeah. the amount of exercise and how much you sweat when That's you're swimming right. so they don't drink water you get really dehydrated and i'm out yeah. of breath like and my and my heart rate's up and i'm out of breath so i'm clearly working out I just hate lifting weights, and I hate running. So does your husband. I, I mean, know. <laughs> I mean, is it? So hey, I just worked else. out, by the way. Did you? Did you? Yeah, yeah, ran, yeah, you were, yeah, ran two miles. That's why I'm in, red in the uh, face. That's why I'm red in the face and uh -huh. fat in the face. All right, go clean up. I don't like you looking like this. Sure. What do you mean? You look great. <laughs> I look nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, I've heard a lot about you. We're like talking I said. about properties. I just had uh, I just had Jack in the Box. I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to make it in time to to Bird's podcast. <laughs> I got to stop by Jack in the Box. I haven't eaten. And lo and behold, he lives right next to Jack in the Box. Right? Like you, could, you could spit and hit a Jack in the Box. It's a little too convenient. <laughs> yeah, you know what he says to me when I walk in? He goes, yeah, you're lucky you can eat Jack in the Box. And then I look at him and he's like, I mean, I do, obviously. <laughs> but you eat it like you eat it like for like a meal. Well, I had hash browns and uh, a double sausage and egg uh, croissant, but I didn't have the orange juice because that's where the sugar's at, man. A, they used to make that joke. They go, oh, you're ordering all that and a Diet Coke? Yeah. Go, yeah. It's still calories in a diet and a Coke. Yeah. I'm trying to lower my calories a little bit. Yeah, I'm working on myself. Yeah. Screw you. What are you doing? Um, we're talking about buying houses and Michael's house is fucking beautiful. I bet. I mean, it's, it's it's not a mansion. Like Rob, my my buddy on my on my show, my producer, he always goes, "Your mansion," because he it, knows that I'm. I laugh at. It. I no, don't it's want... beautiful. And and I'm telling him when we were looking at properties, and I was like, "Oh, you could get more for your house." I think we should yeah. go look at his house. <laughs> you buy my house? Good. It doesn't have a pool though. You can't do that when aqua you, when jog. Did you, when did you buy your house? Mm, summer. Um, two thousand three. So sixteen years. Yeah, I love it. Every time I look at another house, I'm like, my house is just cooler. You know what it is? It feels like a little castle. Like, it's yeah. just a little, it's not, it's less than 3,000 square feet, which is not, you know, you think of these, you know, big Hollywood houses, they're like 10,000. Yeah. So it's not a huge house, yeah. but it's just comfortable, you know, it's got that, it's got a, what's called a turret. Oh, and I didn't know what a yeah. turret was until I heard the word turret. Till, and it's, you know, it's like the castle-like spiral staircase that goes up. Yeah. So I have a turret. So it feels like a, a little castle. That's yeah. really cool. Do you have a moat? You know what Pitch right. said? Is, you, know what? <laughs> you know what? Now you're getting cocky. Note. But I would. I, I would have pitch a moat. That, I pitched that as a TV show, Moat Crashers, where we go in and every man's house is this castle. Every castle deserves a moat. And we go in and put you, moats around houses. I put it, pitched it as a real TV show. You did it. I know that everyone passed, obviously. We <laughs> <laughs> can't figure out why. I don't know. But it's like, it's one like, person. It's I like, wanted to see one moat. One motherfucker. You know one guy's like, I'll take a moat. How hilarious is that? That your neighbors are like, I believe that's a moat. <laughs> a moat? Dude, I wish, I really wish DIY networks had more of a sense of humor. I wonder if I'm more famous now that I could go in and really sell it now. You could sell anything right now. And if you take your shirt off, you're selling it. I want, I'm, I, want to, I want to really do Moat Crashers. I'm going to reach out to DIY and see if they'll let me do Moat Crashers. Okay, Should I go in with you and be the, pit, the pitch? You and I just go in there and like... Oh, 100%. I'd do it with you. Yeah. I'd be All right, go and clean up. Okay. I love you. Nice hey, it's really you. nice yeah. hanging out Have with fun. you. Okay. Right. So wait, I want, to go, I, want to, I, want to, I want to start... Yeah, she's awesome. She's great. Uh, you guys still have a lot of... We had sex this morning. Did you really? Yeah. Did you last long? No. Today I was I was exceptionally quick. Do you say something after? Like, uh, sorry, compliments to you. No, she giggled. At, I was so quick. She goes, "That was adorable," and I was like, "Yeah." Sweet. That I, was adorable. 
It was. Uh, God, I wish they'd say that to me. So, um, so wait, I want to go back to when you bought your house, two thousand three. Two thousand three. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I just got in Smallville, like within a year or so. My, you know, my guys, like, hey, dude, this I might get canceled right away. You don't have enough money. If you buy this, you could be broke, like every other oh, Hollywood so guy. So then, so then, okay. So tell me what that feels like. You grew, you grew, you grew up in the Midwest, correct? Yeah, I was born in New York, but I grew up in Indiana, small, in, small town in 1980 through high school, and went to college in Kentucky. Yeah, and so you came out. You worked a little bit before Smallville. Yeah, I mean, I was doing like you know, I was in New York, and I was doing off, off, broad, like way the hell off Broadway, like New Jersey Broadway. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and uh, I got this gig. It was like I got this audition for. They go, uh, you have audition for this uh, movie called Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. I didn't even, I remember, I couldn't remember the name of what I was auditioning for. Yeah. I'm like, I got an audition today. My buddy's like, uh, for what? I go, midnight something. They're like, have you read the script? I'm like, yeah, there's no script. I didn't know anything about it. All I know is I went in there and I put a little Southern accent on it and I did this kind of thing. And then about a week later, uh, my agent goes, hey, you got a call back for that midnight. And I go, okay. And I went in there and the casting director goes, hey, uh, uh, Clint. Um, would like you to do a little bit more of a subtle accent or a little, I go, Clint, Clint Eastwood, he's directing the movie. I go, Clint saw my tape. He's like, yes, yes, he did. He cast from tape. And I go, and all of a sudden I got this like adrenaline, like, oh my God, this is like the biggest moment of my life. And I go, can I take a minute? And I went outside and I got myself together and I went in there and I go, I just use that accent just a little bit. It's more subtle and just did a little bit like Indiana. And, and then I got a call and go, they go, hey, you're going, you're flying down to Savannah, Georgia, and you're doing Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil based on bestseller, which I didn't know. Dude, I'm not yeah, a big, I remember huge that, reader. Because growing up in the South, I remember when that book, I remember when that book popped. Yeah, John Barron. And I went down there and the producer picked me up at the airport with Jude Law, picked us both up and goes, I'm going to take you to meet Clint. And did you, do you, I, I, Jude was nobody. He had done some Broadway. He was not a star. Okay. I didn't care. I was like, oh, this guy, he's a nice guy, he drinks yeah. a lot, but whatever, you know, good, you drink a lot, yeah. people drink. Yeah. Uh, so we went up to Clint Eastwood at lunch, and he goes, it's like I, out of a dream, he goes, well, Michael, I just want to say if you, uh, if you did what you did in that audition, I'll be very happy. He gave a sensational audition. And I looked at him, I was like, you can fire me right now. <laughs> I've made it. That's <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It was just incredible. I mean, that so that took me to L.A. and then I did a the worst show in the history of shows. I did uh, the the uh, Tom Arnold show. It was ranked one thirty three out of one thirty three. It was me, Ed McMahon, Tom Arnold. It, no, I mean it was just like I remember Ed McMahon. It was like a Rolls Royce, and Tom Arnold had this Mercedes Benz like coupe, like two hundred thousand, and I had a Volkswagen bus. I had just moved out there. <laughs> I had no. I swear to God, and. Ed McMahon loved me. He called me Indiana. He'd be Indiana, and I go. And every morning I go. We would do a little bit Johnny and and uh, and Ed. And I go. Ed, it was so cold this morning. <laughs> and he goes, "How cold was it, sir?" And I go, "So cold. I saw Robin putting his worm in the microwave. <laughs> really cool. Ah, yes." And he would do this thing with me, and he was just he got a kick out of me. I don't know what it was, but we had a great time. So that sort of opened the doors for other things. What's that like when you? I, I've had that. I had it once with. Uh, Elliot Gould got a kick out of me, like just got a just found me interesting, and you were like, and it's such a weird sensation to like go like, like oh this guy I know my whole fucking life 
now is interested. Who you in me. look up to? Who you're, you're like, what the why? That yeah, when that happens, it's really special because you don't really believe it. Yeah, I've had you know <laughs> I was at a Kings game, funny enough, and Sandra Bullock walk up, walks up to me, and she goes, "You are fucking hilarious," and I go. Oh, did you see sorority boys that made four, $4 in the theater? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you saw it. She goes, Cribs. Your Cribs episode was hilarious. You're so genuine and funny. I go, oh, my God. She gave me a big hug. She goes, oh, my God. You made me. She was with that Jesse. or What's his name? Jesse Ventura. No. She's not that, <laughs> no, the guy she's married to that cheated on Jesse her. James. Jesse James. Jesse Jones. <laughs> Yeah, so we hugged it out, and uh, he was with. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, you're really funny." And then he cheated on her after that with a Nazi, I think. Was with a Nazi? She dressed up as a Nazi. Who does that? Nazis, I guess. Fucking biker porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give a fuck. What the fuck? <clears throat> Wait, uh, is there a, is there ever a part of you? I still want to get back to you buying this house. Oh yeah, is why is ever, that? Why because are you because so because about buying a house. Because when I walked into your house, I thought uh, because we've been looking at houses, and when I walked into your house, I thought I thought a feeling that I've had. Every time I've walked into houses where I go, this house is great if I don't have a family. And I go, this is the house I would have wanted when I was 33. As a bachelor. Yep, when I was 33, when I was 30 years old. When I was 27, you get me in this house at 27? Oh, I don't know if you ever... If, so Yeah, well, that's exactly what happened, sort yeah. of. I mean, I was a little late. I, I guess I bought the house when I was 30. Yeah. But 31. But like, so what do you... That's still... But are you saying... Way, that's still so fucking young in this city to buy a house. Oh, yeah, like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, in fact, all my friends are not, most of them aren't actors. Yeah. So, you know, marketing, uh, you know, works at Paramount, works at nine to five jobs, and they don't they don't have houses. They have no. apartments. All yeah. my friends come over to my house and hang out. So it's unheard of. Indiana, where I grew up, you everybody has a house because houses are $80,000 to hundred and fifty to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you could buy a really nice house for not much. And the bank tries to get you in a house because they want you to, they, they, yeah. that's, the, that's the way an economy works out that's there. That's how it works. Out here, it's a little fucking backwards. Little. So wait, so we get back. So you did feel young getting into that house. You, you know what I used to do? This this might sound a little cheesy, but um, I was so excited to have a house that I didn't. Ha- I had the keys to the house, but no, no, I didn't have the keys to the house yet. But it was still like there's no one living there. I knew that I was going to go there soon, and I jumped over the fence. With my buddy one night, like we were thieves. It was my own house. Like I, I mean, could you explain that? Like, what are you guys doing here? It's like, well, it's my house. Where are the keys? I don't, I don't have them yet, but I will. Yeah. And we went to the jacuzzi. We we're like, we're gonna jacuzzi in my backyard, and my new house. There was a jacuzzi back there. It was one of the flip tops. You have to yeah. climb in, not the ones in the ground. They're not expensive ones. So, my friend Chris McDonald and I, not not the white Shooter McGavin Chris McDonald, black, <laughs> black Chris McDonald. He's yeah. my friend who's a music producer. I had to clarify. People are like, oh, you know Shooter McGavin. I don't. <laughs> I did work with him, however, in a shitty movie called uh, Kicking It Old School. But that was fun. Kicking It Old anyway, School was a good movie. Was it? Yeah. You were the one that saw it, that? I all. It was fun. I, I can I, Any movie that, like... Um, a perfect example is Malibu's Most Wanted. Right. Any movie that... And I can say that because I'm friends with Nick... And and Jamie, but like yeah. any movie that gets Jamie. that gets slammed, where everyone's like, "Ugh, is a piece of shit." I can go in with no expectations. Oh yeah, watch and my movie. Love watch it. back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> you'll love it. It's raunchy. Nick Swartz and Harlan Williams, Morena Backrun, yeah. Isaiah Mustafa, Sarah Colonna. That's when you directed. Yeah, correct? you're gonna love it because yeah. they, unfortunately, the producer of the movie goes, "Let's get it reviewed." I'm like, "It's January. They're reviewing Oscar movies. This has penis shots in it and farts." <laughs> oh, that's not, I know that. I think I I've got to be honest with you. I think I. 
I want to say I watched that. I started watching that movie. Started, Hold on. Started. It, 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 uh, back in the day, you, Hold you're uh, fuck. I it was I when I when when we did uh, something's burning. I did a huge deep dive on you. Really? Yeah, huge. Oh yeah, yeah. When we and did so that, I think Harlan. I, I think I might have. You watched like a clip. I, saw, or I watched a clip. I watched a trailer yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ran into Harlan last night actually. Dude, he's the best. Um. So wait. So. Go back. What? Oh yeah, so we're in the jacuzzi yeah. at the house, and we're just and we get in there, and we realize it's like seventy degrees in the jacuzzi. It's not a hot jacuzzi, but we're like, fuck it. So we just get in the jacuzzi, and we like turn up the heat, and we close the top just to get it warmer. Yeah, and I remember just sitting there looking at my black friend Chris, because it's not Chris McDonald, <laughs> yeah, the white yeah. guy. I said that right. Yeah, <laughs> and we're just looking at each other, going, "I'm like, dude, can you believe it? I have a house." He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I hope this jacuzzi warms up, but it's a great house, man. But we were just sitting there like I, I had made it in my little jacuzzi, like in the backyard. Well, you I mean, by without a doubt, that's the craziest thing is like then they, they should have a, they should have a website called uh, those who made it <laughs> really where, where you go. You made it in Hollywood In Hollywood. You made it like if you made it like there's a list of people who've made it. Like uh, I know, I know you're friends with well, Topher Grace. Yeah, I don't know much about Topher Grace. I don't know, but you'd say he's made it. Oh, he's made it. He's made it. You know all what? I know is, all I know is, I know who Topher Grace is. I don't know what he's been in, but I know who Topher Grace is. Seventy show, seventy show, seventy show. He's made it. But let me ask you something. This kind of this this sort of bothers me a little bit. Not what you're saying, but the idea that you know when somebody has great success and they are landing something memorable and you love them and you love what they did. They've made it, mm -hmm. but all of a sudden they don't, I don't know, they don't uh, fulfill your expectations or they don't, they don't go on to keep get doing better and better and bigger and bigger. So that sort of negates what they've done. That's sort of like, I think when people's, the people's eyes, like what happened to him? You can find these oh. YouTube. I'm surprised they didn't do one of me. Like what happened to Michael Rosenbaum after small? And then you start defending yourself. Like, well, I made a movie and then I did another show for two years. That got canceled. Then I, and you start, but what I'm saying keep is working people idea of making is like when you're in something that's huge okay so how do you follow so, up I'll, something as enormous as smallville i'll tell you i'll tell you know you, what i mean i'm happy you, with I'll, what i don't i'll tell you why i think your success now is more important than your success with smallville okay okay well, i want to hear it bert um this is a really half-baked thought that is fairly aggressive are you stoned uh still from last night yes okay. uh yeah and so um, when you made it on Smallville, when you when you hit your success in Smallville, that success was um, gifted to you by the industry. The industry plugged you into a role and then introduced you to a group of fans who found your talent and fell in love with you. But in a weird way, they were presented you by on television the way I was. I saw you in that and I went, oh, I fucking love this guy. I love this guy, right? I loved you, but I was presented to you. When a fan finds you via word of mouth, the way your podcast is right now, the way you are showing up on internet things, the way they feel like, like I always say, Dave Matthews band was fucking huge before they popped when right. before, before they popped and we saw them at the cow house, dude, that was our band. We played them. We introduced other people to them. Right. But the second the industry started putting them in front of people, people started being critical of them. Ah, so once it, Dane Cook said something that stuck with me for the last month. He said success is just simply introducing you to other people to criticize you. 
success in this business is introducing you to people to criticize you. Where I think you are more successful today than you were in Smallville, and I know maybe maybe the money's identical. I would or I don't know. I don't even know what you made on Smallville, but right. like, but right now you are your longevity is 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 cast out twenty more years because people are finding you as a personality as a as a fan. And and then yeah. rediscovering your past work. You know what's funny is, and I appreciate all that, and I and I agree with that. But well, no, but I, but I, the reason I would argue that, yeah. is because I believe that myself, Segura, Rogan, um, Ari, Joey, all these people that had similar careers, like I did television, presented to people, no one really grabbed onto me. I ne- no one ever really grabbed onto my wave. But the second I started doing my own thing and saying this is me, and then people started sharing it, I think that kind of like it's almost like a grassroots campaign of success yeah in a, out of hollywood standards it's yeah. a different type of success and i don't i don't think people realize that you get to a point in your life where you start really doing things for you like i have i've gotten to a point where i, I don't do things because i think oh my gosh people's perspective of me will be different like if i do this show that they're offering me um then i'll be on a show because people are like oh you're on a show you're doing this what are you doing it's all about what you're doing for me, it's about what I want to do. I want to do a podcast. I'm doing it. Yeah. Side of you with Michael Rosenbaum on iTunes, and I'm doing another podcast that's about to uh, pop, like or in a, in a couple weeks. And I'm doing like I wrote a show, and I'm, I'm pitching. I'm doing all these things that I really love doing. I'm working with my friends. I'm I'm m- making an album. Um, you know, I'm in a band. I'm just like doing the things I love, and I'm lucky as shit because I made a little money enough to like not have to do shit. So my agents do get mad when you're like, why won't you do this? Why won't you do this? I go, because I don't want to be on another network show. I don't want to be in a procedural. I want to do great or nothing. I yeah. just don't want to do it. I'd rather just do my things and enjoy my family and my life. See, and that's, that's the honest to God truth. That's not like me going, oh, I can't get work. I, and if I was, I'd say it. I'd say, no one will hire me. But that's, that's not the case. It's me about taking care of myself and doing what I want to do. Believe me, if I had a family like you, or if I needed to fuck, I would do any fucking, I would do Saved by the Bell for whatever. Fuck. Yeah. I would do, that's a good show. I, uh, what would I do? What's a bad show? Uh, I'd do it. Uh, one Day at a Time. Is it? <laughs> I saw it on is it, the, is it the original? The believe, 80s no, one? I couldn't believe they were fighting to save that thing. I don't mean to shit on, I'm so sorry that, I, that I'm <laughs> I don't think anybody who's I watching just, One Day at a Time is listening to Burt Kreischer, it do you was, think? My God, it was so bad. It was a laugh Why back. do they repeat so many things, Burt? Because no one, here's why. Because no, the industry doesn't, the industry is comprised of a bunch of people. I'm not talking about the, 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 the tent poles in this industry. I'm talking about the vast majority of people hiding under that tent. Those tastemakers are great. But those other people don't have any fucking original ideas. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is, uh, is and you're doing is creating your own shit. It's creating your own shit. And the, like, dude, I heard some story the other day from an agent who is no longer an agent. And I said, "What's the one thing you uh, like? What's the one thing where you were like, fuck, I missed that opportunity?" He said, "I used to work on the team with that worked for Rogan, like a group of guys at his agency or whatever." And I heard them in a meeting making fun of his podcast, like going like, he'll never get advertising. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I don't even know why he's doing a podcast. This is the early days. And he said, uh, I wanted to speak up and say, it's actually pretty fucking awesome. And I think this is the future. He goes, I wish I had stood up. I wish I had stood up. 
And I went, holy fuck. Now you look at it and the industry is clamoring. That's why podcasting is so frustrated to the industry is because they can't, the way they took monetize. you. Monetize. No, no, no. They can monetize it. But the way they took you and put you in Smallville. My agents don't have a piece of it. And No, no. They shouldn't. They had nothing to do with it. <laughs> right. The way they put you in a Smallville, that, that is the industry's, that is their formula. That is, that is what they're good at is is but they can't do that with podcasting you there's no rhyme or reason why a podcast what is works good or, or what, what. it isn't it's like look at two dope queens right that that's when they when those two young ladies created that podcast the industry wasn't looking for diversity at the time they were just like huh two black chicks what huh what now they're all over it look at uh my favorite murder i'm sorry a head writer and a chick who does the internet primarily georgia hard star i'm fucking up names i'm so sorry but they're gonna talk about fucking unsolved murders or, right. or they're gonna solve, talk about murders and then talk about their new genes at the like shut the fuck up that's why i love because you know for a fact as a fan of shit as a fan of podcasts yeah. when you catch on to a good podcast like i just started listening to simon rex's podcast right i gotta start listening to it uh i listened to the one with mickey avalon the one he did with this guy i don't know who the guy is um but he was in um drake and Josh and Drake. I don't know. I don't know either. But it was actually a really good podcast. Is that music? No, no, no. It's a, it was like a, yeah. what? It was a Nickelodeon show, uh, and, and I think I think Drake was in it. Josh and Drake Bell, Josh Peck. Oh, was Drake? Was Drake the lead? Anyway, fucking whatever. Degrassi's it's a good podcast. Drake Bell, hip hop artist, was in Degrassi. Oh. Uh, yeah, whatever. It's anyway. I started listening to his podcast. It's a good podcast, and I go. I go, yeah, there's a lot of what Simon Rex has done independently that no one would have ever greenlit. Dirt Nasty? Are you fucking kidding right. me? Like, and it, all his industry stuff is great, you know, but it, I mean, it doesn't resonate the way what he does by himself if you, is. If you do it yourself, it's your really the only chance you're going to be able, A, to express yourself and B, to really have a shot because if you're you, you're original. If you're trying to emulate someone else, people have heard it. They, they're you're a dime a dozen, and they'll just walk away. But if you really just believe in yourself and you do it, I know it's cliche, but if you're like, I'm gonna, you you have a thing, Bert. You're a likable, funny, big, larger than life. People want to see you. Like there's not a, a personality like that. Like since like to me. You know, like Chris Farley had that sort of energy where people are like, you know, you take your shirt off at a Kings game, you're, and but you have funny to back. You're not just taking your shirt off because you, you know, you're, you, it's a laugh. Yeah. But you have funny to back it up, and you have the wit, and you have the person, but you're also really likable. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're doing Bert, and you're like, fuck it, I'm doing this. Whereas things wouldn't sell the fucking moat story, the moat pitch. Yeah. <laughs> but but now you can pretty much do what you want, so to speak, because you have a following and people like you, and it's all about the person. If people listen to my cat podcast more and I keep building and building and building and have this thing, then I can say, I want to try this. And people are more apt to go, absolutely, whatever you want to do. Let's yeah. give that a shot. I'm like, fuck yeah. Well, that's the cool thing about podcasting. One of my good friends, do you know Duncan Trussell? No. You, uh, you, 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 sh uh, you should check him out first. Check out his podcast. You and him would be good together. He's a really brilliant guy. One of the things he said was um, he was change it he was doing different things on his podcast he was taking it to meditation festivals and and i was like that's cool and he goes yeah man that's a cool thing about this is we can grow as artists with this podcast and our fans will grow with us and he goes it doesn't just have to be an interview show it can be whatever you want it to be and yeah. i was like oh wow variety show whatever Dude, i've done some different 
things. Earlier, I did a lot more different things with this podcast. Like I'd take it, I'd take it camping in Texas, and like an Ari Shafir does crazy stuff with his. Um, lately, I think it's it's easier for me to maintain it here. But right. I think that's the cool thing about what we're doing. What did when you were when you were when you, so when you got Smallville, and 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 Hollywood was I mean literally dumped on you all at once. Yeah. How how overwhelming was that? How underwhelming was that? Did did you see the curtain pulled back at times that was like disenchanting? You know what, man? It was, I it was a lucky thing in a way because we filmed in Vancouver, and it, we were hidden from the oh, world. Fuck, we were tucked away neatly in like the plains of you know British Columbia and just like. Ranches in the middle of nowhere and pouring rain. It rains ninety percent of that fucking time. I love you Canadians. I love Vancouver. I did a show in Pastor there. I shot a movie there. I've done many. Pro- I love Vancouver. I did Smallville for eight years there or seven. And but when we got it, you don't feel that fame. You don't feel have it. There's no internet at that point. Or like real big yeah, internet. No, yeah. There's internet, course. but there's no social media. Mm-hmm. If social media, if we came around now with social media, I'd have ten million followers. Yeah. There was no social media, so. We were hidden. I was like, "Oh, are, we, are people watching this?" Are you really we? felt that. And then, I, then when I went back home to Indiana, or I went back to even LA, or for a weekend, it's like I am not to mention I stick out like a sore thumb because I'm bald. <laughs> now the it was overwhelming because I mean I had worked before, but I wasn't like a you know thrusted all of a sudden boom instant success. Yeah, Tom had that. He went from obscurity. Tom Superman. Tom Welling, yeah, he was great. We do. What's he of, do now? We do a lot of conventions together. He did a season of Lucifer. That's uh, it. We're working on stuff like on the side, and uh, he, he's a great guy. But we do conventions together, and he had never done it because he was he's shy. I go, dude, you can make fans world. You can make the world. Are, you are perfect. From what I'm experienced oh in this God, city, man. In, in my experience in this business, you are perfect for fame. Like you are, you're like, I'm really good for fame. Like I, I, I don't mind it. If you recognize me, I'll talk to you. I'll say hi. Yeah. If you want, if you're uncomfortable, if you have your phone in your hand, I'll make sure the picture happens. Like if you're going, right. if I see you Same with your thing. phone, I go, do you want to bang yeah. out a picture real quick? I think cause we're, we're at the point in our lives where we're comfortable with ourselves. For yeah. most part. Even though like I'm, I'm more nervous. I don't feel comfortable around big celebrities. I can really? pretend I do. I am I'm like, oh yeah. How are you? Blah, blah. I'm part of the group. And then I'll go throw up. I won't throw up, but like, you know, like when I was doing stand up with all you guys, I was doing stand up with uh, like, you know, after me was Rogan, before me was uh, Apatow or Spade or fucking all these, you know, uh, Delia. Yeah. And I'm like, they're all in the back room and Rogan's talking about his diet and all these things in his book. And I'm like, yeah, awesome. Cool, man. And like, but they're not thinking of their act because they know they've been doing it their whole lives. I've been doing it for fucking two months. And I'm going to go, excuse me, guys. And I go in the back and I'd shit my pants. You know, and I go on and do 20 minutes in front of these. So, you know, it's, it's, I don't even worry. What was I going with that? Uh, we're talking about, uh, but you know guy, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know myself. I'm cool. Like if I'm at a Kings, when I was at the Kings game and people wanted to take pictures done, I just, yeah, I stand up, I go over to you. Yeah, yeah of course. Done. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm already past that point of like, I have such grounded friends that I, I, I don't like if I get a big movie or if I get a big show or if I get, it's fun, it's great. It's cool, but it's definitely not my life. It's compared part to, of my life. Compared to back then. It would have been just consuming. Right. I have to be great. I have to be awesome. I have to be on. I have to do this. What interview are you getting me? I have to be on uh, Conan. But I'm mean, just young and I just want to be the... Yeah. And I'm like, all right, calm the fuck down. And somehow, inadvertently maybe, or through meditation and just life and living and growing and rejection and failing, you start to go, 
this doesn't this shouldn't make me a happier person this shouldn't dictate whether i get if i get a role it shouldn't make me either change the mood of who i am that's not my whole that's not all of me there's got to be more to it than that tell me tell me about some but there was a lot of success like smallville was 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 it was the first time i ever i called my parents up after i saw the pilot the director david nutter who does all the game of thrones i just interviewed him on my podcast and he, he did the red wedding and he did like three of the last six episodes so we talked a lot about that but he uh i wonder if i can get okay keep going, keep if going, you can keep going. Get, who do you want i just realized game of thrones is happening this weekend sunday i'm having people over you want to come i, I literally just you know thought, come or you probably want to have your own I know now. I just thought. I literally just went. I yeah, can't I wait did, to watch yeah. it. I, I was like, I'm wait. so excited. Yeah. But anyway, David Nutter showed me that. I'm sorry. And then I no no. I interrupted my own self. And then I just like went over to the other room and I called my mom and dad who were together at the time and I said, um, because my dad remember, he my, my dad would would say things like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm doing this independent movie. So it's not real. It's independent. What does that mean? It's not a real movie." <laughs> I'm like, "No, no." Or it's like, "You know, I'm doing this uh this spec." commercial shoot what is that is it gonna be on tv well if they sell it it doesn't make any sense it's nothing you're, do, you're doing nothing what was your dad a banker i'm doing off broadway so it's not real broadway <laughs> that's just everything no he was just like a pharmaceutical guy oh uh, yeah just very quiet not did give hugs didn't give love didn't say i love you son didn't say you know i love really? my dad but he was yeah. very you know very like uh you know uh, dad i scored three goals we won the game weak goalie that was my dad. Fucking, you know, he's a dick. I love him, but he's a dick. Now yeah. he's getting better. Now he's working on himself after I don't know, fucking eighty years. <laughs> fucking so, he. <laughs> it's true. It's like finally, it's oh. but he's really he's he's enjoyable to be around. I really, I love him. Wait, my dad, my dad, don't don't lose your thought. Do not lose your. I'm thought. still there. I know where my, I am. My dad, when I was in first grade, I told him I was the fastest kid in class, and he goes, "You'll never beat me at anything." And I went, "I'm That's... pretty quick, Dad." And he goes, "Let's go out front." And we did, we did a 40-yard dash, and I was fucking flying, head down, pumping my arms, sprinting faster than I thought I've ever run. I look up, and he's running backwards in front of me going, you'll never beat me at anything. <laughs> and you go to yourself, I get that dad. I can be that dad right now. But when you go, that was like, it would have been cool Fuck. to let me win. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, but you know. But those things define you in a I way. just needed, Bert, and I'm moving on. I've done therapy. Yeah. So much therapy, Bert. In fact, I'm going to tell you about this in a minute. So much therapy that um, I've just sort of accepted like, hey, you can't. Your developmental stage in life, you develop those developmental years, those young, they're so important to a child. Yes. To just, to say, just to say, Holston, I love you, son. Holston, you're great. You're really good. I'm proud of you, Holston. Holston, I'm really, look, you can never fail for, with me. I'll always be there. I'm always going to support you. You're going to fail, son. But you know what? You'll get back up and you'll do it again. If I heard 5% of what I just said, if 5% of what I just fucking said, I would not be as fucked up, crazy, in my head, anxiety-ridden, fucking depressed <laughs> all these things if i just got a little fucking love but hey i'm mature now i'm older i can't blame my childhood and i'm not going to yeah so look back to the thing so you call your parents so i call my parents and i said you know all those independent movies that were nothing and all that shit guess what um people are going to recognize me this is going to be a huge hit really? i just knew it i'd never seen anything like it i go i'm a part of something because i was used to going hey i'm good in something that's okay i'm good in something that's kind of good yeah. i'm good in something that's terrible i'm okay in something that's okay 
But now I was pretty good and something that was really good for the first time. I I saw that pilot. It was just, it was, you know, it was 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 fucking amazing. Yeah. So it just changed, it changed my life. And to this day, it's like, you know, people always say, do you hate when people call you Lex? I'm like, it's better than, hey, nobody or hey, asshole. I just, I'm, I'm thrilled by it. I, I, I don't give a shit. I'm on that cameo app. People are like, hey, can you say I am the villain of the story? I'm like. I am the villain of the story. I don't give a fuck. What a, some guy in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, makes his life because he can't ever meet me, and he's a fan, and he, and you know, I, I, he's able to have some interaction with me. It's like I'm, I fucking give it all I got. I love any success I got. I don't care if you've liked the shittiest thing I've done, then it, it meant something to you. Dude, and so is, be it. That is so how I look at everything in this business. Where you go, why? Why would you ever? Those guys that go, I don't want to be typecast. I don't want to be known as that guy. I don't want. To, I go. I look at. Uh, there's a comedian. Uh, there's a comedian, uh, Angela Johnson. She does uh, the nail salon girl. She I've heard a, of her. Yeah, it's a fucking brilliant bit. It is. It is. It's really is. No, she, have you heard it for no, real? No, I haven't. It, it's a Vietnamese nail salon. It's fucking amazing. Now I'm gonna do this. Oh, it's it's. I would play it. You really like do your homework. What do you mean? I mean, you just watch and listen to a lot of things. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I am, Do you listen I am, to yourself? Do you listen to no, yourself? No, I, I stopped listening to myself. I never have listened to one of my podcasts. I used one. to because I would get people would criticize me so much about my podcast that because the audio levels this is when I did it myself. <laughs> the audio levels were off. And, <laughs> Thank God I got a professional to help me out because I'm sure. Yeah, people don't want to hear it. I, how sound long did I, sucks. How long for... did I do it before you got here, Halston? <laughs> Six years I did. It oh by my god! Did you make any money? Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. wait a minute? I just criticized. I woke up this morning and I turned on my medica- med- medication. I take that too. Med- meditation app. Calm. Uh, I didn't do calm. It was like uh, something else. Calm's a sponsor of this podcast, and I'm a huge fucking fan. Well, why of don't you tell Calm to sponsor me? Because I meditate all the time, dude. Uh, calm. When calm, we were, my people. I'm with go, uh, David well, Raphael. When we were. By the way, David Raphael is my guy too. <laughs> He's the yeah. best. Yeah, David, calm. Nina, Nina. The uh, by the way, this would be a great place to do a mid read for calm. Mid roll reads. Mid roll reads. What are they? These are mid roll reads. No calm mid roll read. But now's a great time to talk about Captera. We all have that friend who's the first to try things. Whether they're super trendy or more of a guinea pig, when making a choice. It's always nice to hear from someone who's been there and done that. Choosing the right software for your business is no different. Read thousands of real software reviews to help you choose from the right software for your business on Capterra.com slash BERT. Capterra is the leading free online resource to help you find the best solution for your business. With over 750,000 reviews of products from real software users, discover everything you need to make an informed decision. No matter what kind of software you need for your business, Captera makes it easy to discover the right solution and fast. Join the millions of people who use Captera each month to find out the right tools for their business. I know for a fact I would be absolutely lost trying to find the right software for me. And with a place like Captera, where all the work's been done for you, telling you what you need and how it works for you, it's invaluable. Visit captera.com slash Bert for free today to find the tools to make an informed software decision for your business. captera.com slash Bert. That's captera, C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash Bert. Captera, software selection simplified. This podcast is also brought to you by Quip. One of the one things that is so important for us to do for everyday health 
is brushing our teeth, yet most of us don't do it properly. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. They've got sensitive sonic vibrations, gentle enough for the sensitive gums because often people brush way too hard and some electric toothbrushes are way too abrasive. A built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you to switch sides from top quadrant to top right quadrant to bottom right quadrant to bottom left quadrant. I absolutely love it. A multi-use cover that mounts to your mirror and slides over the top of your toothbrush so you can throw it in your backpack when you're on the road, like my European tour, or this past Body Shots tour where my quip was fucking invaluable. The brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. That is why Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and has thousands of verified five-star reviews. I absolutely love Quip. It is the best toothbrush I've owned. I throw it in my backpack. When I get on my tour bus, I take the top off, mount it on my mirror, and it's staring at me every morning to remind me to brush my teeth and brush them for the adequate two minutes. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash Burt right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash Burt. That's G-E-T. Q-U-I-P dot com slash Bert. Oh, what was I going to say about that? You, you oh, turn on your meditation so I turned on this meditation and it sucked. The meditation I listened to sucked. And it said, write a review. And for the first time I go, you know what? I'm upset. This is the first. I just woke up. How dare you? And I put one star and I said, the music was distracting. It oh. was terrible. It was unfocused. I felt like it was rushed. I posted it. I mean, I responded yeah, to yeah. them. I felt kind of bad. But I'm like, hey, there's, you know, I wanted to, this is how I feel. It's a, a, a good criticism. Look, I, get, I, I, I talked to Joe about this last night. I talked to Joe about this to a bunch of, I think, younger comics. But um, I went up and did all new material last night on, my, on the first show. I had one, two, three, four, five jokes that did not work. At all. And, uh, mildly in one. Uh, the only joke that worked, that w- the only joke joke that I wrote, one was a bit that kind of worked here and there. One joke joke that worked was, um, I believe all the explorers from the 1600s were just gay guys looking for a safe place to fuck. And so that was the only thing that worked, right? <laughs> That's and, funny. And so, but everything bombed. Everything bombed pretty much. And I recorded it. And I said, you know, in recording, the only time that recording is ever effective, your set, is when you bomb. Because we can, when you listen to when you bomb, you can actually find highlights of good yeah. much better than you can when you're killing to find highlights of yeah, weakness. Yeah, I, I would always record mine, and I yeah. can tell just by the, the energy drop. Yeah. You're like, what was that? Or was it the delivery? Was it the way I said it? Did or I, I stutter. Beat? I said it I twice. Stutter. And so, so then in that bomb, I'm getting ready for my second show. I'm talking to Mark Normand, and I come up with something that may be career-defining in that bomb and i went you gotta have those fucking failures those failures are so fucking important so and criticism and that's why stand-up is so applicable that criticism is right there they are not embarrassed when you bomb no not at all you Uh, don't go oof it's uncomfortable i I get i've had now i've had really bad bombs where they are you um, get flush they're soul-sucking and you, you wake flush? up, dude. I, it's it's one of the questions I wanted to ask you because we were talking about this last night about bombing is really important 
but it is crazy because I forget who was in the green room with us talking about it, but it was Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo was saying, uh, you don't bomb. And I said, no, I do. I definitely do. And I, and it does happen. And he goes, but you could murder. I go, yeah, but I know I can murder, but I, I you need to bomb in order to figure out where your we- real weaknesses are. Uh, and, and, and what I, I fucking, I'm, oh, and, and I said to myself, there are times when I've bombed that I've woke up the next morning. I have a house. I have a, I have my I retirement. I do that too. My retirement's paid for. I'm not dead. I'm, I'm, I'm not alive. dead. I'm alive. My career is moving forward, I but I wake up going, that failure Hurt. is, I'm, I'm bathing in it today. And then I thought, and this is the question I wanted to ask you, very long-winded. I've had that in my career. I've had my career. I've had lows in my career where I go, I'll never get out of this. Uh, get Not making Last Comic Standing 2. Not getting passed at the store. Uh, getting fired from Travel Channel. Like all these things were things where I thought, I'll never get through this. Mm. And then here I am on the other side, very happy getting through all of them. What are some things in your youthful failures? Like when you didn't get a movie or you, or you didn't, what were some failures you had youthfully that you looked at and you're like, oh, this is the end of old Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, you know, I've had a, you know, it's funny as, my therapist always said, like, you need to fail more because you're such a perfectionist. Like, everything's a failure, really, because I my level is so up here that I have to be great. If I would have, like, when I was doing stand-up last year, and I went up, like, 50 times, and I worked my way up to I put so much pressure on myself. You have to be great. These guys are the best, and Rogan, and Kreischer, and Harland, and Nick, and yeah. Bobby Lee. And I'm like, what am I thinking? You don't have to be that great. These guys have done it their whole lives. This is what they studied. This is what their careers were. This is what they do. You're jumping on stage for the first time. You should expect to suck for a couple of years if you're really going to go after it. Why are you so hard on yourself? The logic's there. I get that. But for some reason, my physiological, my body was talking differently. It wouldn't listen to my brain. It was like reacting in a very like terrible way. Yeah. Like feeling like I just feel like shit. So my mind just went in all these directions and I had it. So I've, I've, I have failed. Like, I, I feel like I always fail. That's the problem with me. Like, I feel like I'm always failing even when I don't. Really? Other people look at me and go, look at your success. You're so great. And like, yeah, but it only lasted two seasons. It's like, and I'm happy about it. I don't, I don't dwell on the fact that it got canceled, but I don't look at a show as a success. But I'm like, well, a lot of people at the show in Pastor, people loved it. I'm like, well, I, I loved it. It was fun. It was great. But, it got, you know, I yeah. got I got fired it was the only time I got fired, and it was. Um, oh, I love a good fired story. Yeah, it was a couple years. Those, these fired stories, are the lighthouse in the fog to every actor or everyone in the business because everyone's gotten fired, and when you get fired, oh, you're like motherfucker. Let me tell you, this is no job is secure after this story. No job, no matter how good you think you are or what you're doing. No job is secure. You will, you could get fired at any moment. Really? It doesn't matter how good you think you are, how good you're doing. If Will Adam McKay, Will Ferrell's partner, comes up and hugs you and says you're the funniest thing in this fucking pilot, it's not good enough. Yeah. Because that's what happened. I get this pilot called, uh, um, what was it called? Friends? No. <laughs> no, it was called uh, Mission Control. Uh-huh. It was about NASA uh, 
uh, what do you call them? astronauts? Yeah, fuck. In the uh, or the space uh, the space age in the, like the sixties or whatever, right? <laughs> the, the race for to go to space, and it was like I was an astronaut. Four black athletes. Jesus, I don't know, man. <laughs> and I can't speak today. And um, so then I found out Bruce Campbell, who's my hero, Evil Dead Two. Yeah, Bruce yeah, Gautier, I know Bruce Campbell. Okay, like, he's a good friend now. He gets cast uh, and doing this pilot. And every day the director the director comes up to me after the third day, and then every day after and goes, My wife and I watch the dailies. You took me aside. You are fucking crushing. You are like, dude, you you shine. What year is this? You pop this is three, four years ago. Okay. You you just popped. Like the, you can't stop eyes are all on you. I'm like, oh my God. I just felt so good. Felt so excited, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is gonna, this is NBC. It's their biggest pilot. Will Ferrell and Adam McKay are producing it. It was just an offer. I didn't even audition for it. Straight up OFF, dog. (laughs) I don't know what that means. I just said it for the first time. I like it. It becomes Hollywood jargon. Yeah, I think well, you got an OFF, dog. OFF, dog. Straight up, and um, so you know, Adam McKay comes up. My aunt or my aunt? What do you say, auntie? Yeah. My auntie Judy and because I, I grew up in the hood, <laughs> and her niece came up, came to visit set. And I took him and Adam McKay. I go, this Adam McKay, he's producing the series. Like, my, dude, you are wait till wait this comes out. He's going to be uh, even bigger. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, the producers are so confident. They're like, hey, could we screen the uh, the pilot at your house for the cast and and some, and some of the producers? I'm like. Well, fuck yeah, you can. I'll get pizzas. I'll pay for them. Don't even worry about it. I'm gonna make so much money on this show. And call up Papa John's. You got a straight up off dog. Yeah, and then I'm getting twenty pizzas. A week before, he's like, "Hey, can you come in and loop some some stuff for your?" You know, yeah. Why am I changing this line? This is the funniest line. Uh, They just thought it was a little too chauvinistic. It was a little too. I'm like, but the character's an idiot. He's like, this is the 60s. Men are sort of like that in the 60s. They're like, women are, you know, because he's an idiot. Yeah. It's like the Archie Bunker in a way. And then it became, come in again and do do this line. And this line, I go, something something wrong? He's like, no, 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 no. Just let's get picked up and not worry about it. We go to my house. We watch the pilot. Everybody laughs. Afterwards, I was sort of embarrassed because I felt like a lot of all my gold was gone. Like they took away those lines and I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then my agent calls and goes, hey, they picked it up as a mid-season. I go, what? They don't have a lot of confidence. Mid-season replacements, not like a straight up 13 episode. They go, they're gonna pick it up for five episodes. Five episodes, that's it? I go, oh, wow, I thought they'd have more confidence in that. And then the next call was from the producer who they were amazing. I love them to this day, we still are friends. They called me up, and one of them, Owen, was in tears. He's like, hey, hey, Rosie. I'm like, hey, are you are you crying? He's like, you know we love you, man. I'm just going to get to it. We love you. We don't understand. We don't. I go, what? We got to let you go. I go, okay. I don't, okay. He goes, it makes no sense, but they just thought the character was too, you know, whatever. And um, and they either said that, you know, either your character has to go. That's the only way that we're going to get picked up. That character has to go. And I go, I remember going, hey, I love you guys. You were so supportive. You made the experience amazing. You owe me for the pizzas. 
I didn't say that. <laughs> that would have been and great. And they got they, they got out the phone, and I remember sitting there in my empty big house <laughs> alone. But I looked around me, like you said, because when you said that, it made me think of the exact story. And I, I looked at my dog, who looked at me with unconditional love. Yeah. And I looked around me, and I go, I'm so fucking lucky. I have a house, and I have a dog. I I have friends. I have family. I'm fine. Um, and I, you know, but it was, it, it was really, you know what? It just, I, I really handled it well. It didn't, it didn't really bother me. It, look, it hurts your ego Yeah. It for a second. Cause you're like, I don't understand it. If I did so great, if they love me in the two table readings, if they love me through the dailies and then all of a sudden they, what happened? What did I do wrong? Yeah. And it's not what you do wrong. It's some executive going, this is what I think. And I'm the head of this and this is how it's going to be. Yeah. And you just gotta go. There's no rhyme or reason, and that's just fucking life. It's it's someone needing to defend. It's the same security we get in creating, they get in negating. Like that. Like I feel I can take back my control. Like if I'm depressed or if I'm not feeling good or if I'm looking down on my career, I can take back control of my life if I create something and put it online. If right. I make something, yeah, uh, like edit a video. I was feeling a little depressed the other day. And uh, and I edited Tom Segura's tour video to make it look like just to fuck with it, just to do a re-edit on it, <laughs> and so just to fuck with it, and it and it inspired me, and I felt very creative, and I felt very good, and I went, I'm back, I'm back, I don't feel bad. Isn't that anymore. something when you just do something like that, just be a little creative, do something for you? It makes you feel like I'm back in control. I do deserve to have this car, and I do deserve to have this house. I can make stuff. And I will always keep creating. Well, and some people in Hollywood, their only way to justify their Lexus is to negate. That's how they know their 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 worth is to negate things. If they don't have an opinion, then why are they in the room? And so that's how they get things. And so they look at your character who's crushing it, and and maybe someone is laughing too hard, and they go, you know what? I don't like that character. Yeah, I'm not not the a people fan. are enjoying the guy who's bashing other people too much. Don't like it. It stinks. But yeah. to come back to where where I think we keep revolving is that's what's beautiful about creating your own content and putting your own content out. It's like something's burning. Uh, when we did that, no, when we started doing that show, no one that green. The only reason it was green lit is because Bill Burr had extra money. That's it. And he was like, I want to make something. I want to make stuff and see if we can take this to the next level. So Grook said, hey, you got that stupid idea. We did it. And then all of a sudden, me and you were on it. No one would have like gone green lit the greasy ass lick my ass sam like but but that that's what's beautiful about it and that's why i'll never let that show go to networks because they'll fuck it up they'll fuck it up they'll so this fuck isn't it funny up. get this guest you only get the big guest you're like i want to bring whoever i want to bring yeah if i think they're funny and i like them i want them on the show i don't want you telling me they're not big enough because then that becomes not the show or that's I, not who i am or i don't want them to tell me hey this guy's popping but i don't feel it and i go eh. oh you don't think you don't get him yeah it's, it's, yeah, that always happens, right? Like even on my podcast, you're like, this guy's got six million followers. I'm like, I don't know him, but other people know him. I go, I don't know him. I'd rather get somebody I know that I know is funny. I just, you know, unless it's like somebody I should absolutely fucking know, and then I'll yeah. research him. Well, you know but, what's good about your podcast, and I've listened to a bunch, is you don't talk like an actor. Well, thank you. But that's that's one of the most annoying things uh, that I see when when you see actors. Anna doesn't talk like an actor. At all, at all, yeah, literally yeah, yeah, at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, literally to a to the to 
to the point where I go, why are you even acting? Like you, you seem so regular, but like some actors will do podcasts and they'll speak very woke. They'll be very like, mm. yeah, you know, and they'll, they'll like pull out phrases that were in uh, books they read and, but it's, you know, they didn't, it just they, comes off pretentious. It's not, yeah, it comes off. You know why pre- I do it? Honestly, it's become fair. It's honest to God. I say this. It's therapy. I like when I interview you. I go, God, he's so successful and he's a real guy. I want to know what fe- like fears you have. I want to know the anxieties. Did you ever suffer from depression? How you got somewhere? Go down a place where you're like, oh, your your mom your mom died. Well, how did that affect you? Like real yeah. shit because it affects me and the listeners. Like to me, it, it's become that. It, it's given me purpose. It used to be like, oh, I'm gonna do a podcast because everybody else is doing a podcast. And then I found my groove. I know what it is now. It's not about the 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 accomplishments it's more about how they get through the 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 uh the failures how they get through like life how they got here yeah and what the, it's not about what they're doing now it's what they've done to get here so it's become absolutely like zach levi who's gonna come on again because of shazam but he like he like Dude, cried on I'm show so ex- i'm can i tell you i'm so happy for zach levi He's the nicest I, guy I don't in the know world. i don't know zach levi i i all i know is that he was in chuck and a bunch of my friends jokingly said, you guys kind of look alike. You should have been in Chuck. You should. He stole your part. And so I laughed, right? And then Chuck goes away, and I, and I don't hear from him. And by the way, I'm a huge fan of Shazam. Like, I remember when I was have a kid. Have you seen it yet? No, my daughters, my youngest daughter saw Good. it last night. My oldest daughter was like, hold on. We're watching this as a family. Yeah. And I'm so excited it's blowing up. Zach is so that's charming. a guy I root for. You got to root for him. I root for him. And then there's actors I don't fucking root for. Who do for. you not root for? Can you not say it? I I can say this one because I am now rooting for him again. I, for a very long time, did not root for John Krakinski. Krakowski? Krakow? Krasinski. Krasinski. I don't know him. I, I never. All I knew that his Quiet Place was pretty good. I, look, I love horror movies. If you look at my tweets and shit, I'm getting to the point where I don't care about, oh my God, if studio, look, they look at my tweets or whatever. If I, I love horror so much and people are failing at horror movies. They fail and fail and these movies suck. And I don't give a fuck. I go off on them. And Quiet Place was actually enjoyable. He did a great job. It had some scares. And it was good. It was a good... It was a decent... It it didn't blow me away, but it was good. So that's the only thing I know about John Cruz. I didn't... uh, I I don't like... I don't like things I'm very guilty of, for the record. I I know I'm being hypocritical. So you don't need to point this out to me online, guys. I get it. They will. But there's things I don't like when when I feel like... Uh, a celebrity like what you were saying earlier when you're like get me that interview why did he do that I need to do that that part of this business I connect to internally I've been there and I've and I've been that guy I've been the guy where I was like how come he got that I, I should be doing should I should we be going out for these roles or whatever when I was younger I felt like that I don't like when I see people uh, actors or people I like or people that I think are funny in things just doing things to uh, like get famous, like like uh, mm. I don't know, like um, I, I can't. I wish I could. It's really hard. It's nuanced. There was an actress who was on the goddamn Comedy Jam. It was a thing that us comics did, where we'd tell a story and then sing a song with a band. Oh yeah, it's, uh, what's his name? Adams. Yep. Adam, yeah, Adam, I want to do Adam it. Myers. He says I'm going to do it. It's every fucking year. awesome. It's awesome. And we did it for Comedy Central. And then there were some celebrities that were on it, and was come, some of the celebrities didn't really give a fuck about it or. Take it seriously. Yeah, and and they just were there for the fame part, Who was so it? that they. I can't say, say it. it. I can't say it. But if you watch it, you can say it. Yeah, I'm sure you can figure it out. And so, and I, I was very disgusted by that. That they weren't. That they weren't like it's beneath them. Yeah, 
and and sometimes I see celebrities doing celebrity things. It's 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 a little bit of my bone of contention with what goes on with Fallon sometimes. Is I go, are are we watching a potato sack race? Like, I, there's you can there's I don't know. It's it's I'm being very hypocritical right now. I, I don't I'm watch well it, but yeah, yeah. Like it's like I don't know. I just you feel like there's it's disingenuous. I feel like they're they're it's pandering like, to what they think Americans like or, or whatever. So and I thought I saw John Krakinski in a bunch of those things that he was doing. Like he was like, Krakinski, like whatever his name is, and 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 I heard some bad stories about him for people in the business of the way he was on set, and and I was just like, dude, fuck this guy. And then my oldest daughter started came and said, "Have you ever seen The Office?" And I said, "Oh, it's great." She goes. I'm going to start watching it. And we started watching the American one. I've never watched the American one. Dude, I never watched the American office. And you I love it. It is so brilliant. And he is so fucking good in it that so, I now, I'm now. So wait a minute. All the asshole things now he did. I'm, now now I'm you love Tom, him. Now I'm big John Krakinski fan. But how do you do that? Because <laughs> before you. I'm were... a hypocrite. I'm a fucking hypocrite. Dude, I am the biggest flip flopper in the world. I mean, I, I think everybody's hypoc hypocritical of situations. I mean, there's a lot of times you meet someone, you're like that fucking guy, that fucking guy, that fucking guy. Then you meet him like, oh, that happened with uh, Jeremy Piven with me. But really? then, well. No, because Jeremy's, I, I I had a very negative run in with Jeremy Piven when I was younger, yeah, like an aggressively too. negative one. And then I met him when I was older and he was very nice to me. And I thought, <laughs> I thought, okay, dude, I met him and the and the director, the big Peter Peter Fonda. No, <laughs> no. Uh, Corolla. No, Peter, Peter Pumpkin Eater. No, the fucking Rabbit. No, he was in Aspen Extreme. That's a fucking throwback. Peter. He was in Aspen Extreme. I don't know. Aspen Extreme. Google it real quick. He's a Holston! big director. He's a big director. He directed. Uh, uh, um. Michael Fairly. No. He's a big director. He just won an Oscar. Who the fuck is it? Peter Bogdanovich. Uh, no. Peter. Peter DeLuise was in that? Peter Cottontail. Peter. Aspen Extreme. Oh, now I got a fucking. Peter. Who are the two stars of Aspen Extreme? I've never seen this. Guy falls into a crevasse. Sorry. What's a crevasse? Hey. Halston, you got to be quicker on this. Peter Berg. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love I Peter met, Berg. He's I great. I met him and Peter Berg. Dude. In 1997. Who? Him and Jeremy Piven? Yep. And you like Piven? In Soho. I loved Piven. And I love Peter Berg. But I, Aspen Extreme was our movie in college. So I run into Peter Berg and them at a bar, and I freak out. I go, bro, Aspen Extreme. But no, by the way, that is he's well past that. He's now starting to direct. I think he's going to direct a movie with Jeremy Piven soon. Right. And uh, Jeremy Piven's like, bro, we're hanging out, okay? And I went, oh, yeah. And then I didn't recognize Jeremy Piven. And I go, oh, yeah, I got you. But I go, bro, I got to tell you, man. I, and J Peter Berg was nice enough. I don't think he blew me off, but he definitely was like. But Piven blew you off. Piven not only blew me off, he, he, asked, me to, he asked me to turn around <laughs> and fucking leave. And, and, and I was like, uh, and then I was like, fuck that guy. And my buddy Ty Rodriguez goes, you know who, who the guy who's talking shit to you was? I go, who? And he goes, and he explained Jeremy Piven. And I went, oh, I know that motherfucker too. I go, oh, I'm a fan of his, that cocksucker. I go, I like that guy and all the shit he's been in. I was like, motherfucker. So when did you he, he redeem himself? Uh, we did stand-up one night together. Oh, yeah, because he was doing stand-up again. Yeah, and, uh, and he was really cool and nice. And Yeah, and, because you're yeah. a fucking celebrity now. 
It doesn't make it. You fucking hypocrite. I'm a biggest hypocrite Listen in the fucking world. I also hear stories about Piven all the time. <laughs> and look, I, look, whatever, dude. I'm sure I'll meet you at somewhere and be like, hey, dude, you're nice to me. Yeah, Great. Yeah. Everybody's always nice to people. They're not. So <laughs> you're a I hear now. these stories. <laughs> and then I'm in Vancouver. I'm at a bar with a girl. This is your. <laughs> don't die on me. Right <sighs> I'm. I, with a girl oh. and he comes up he goes oh hey dude what's going on and he starts talking to me and i'm like oh my god this is so nice this is like 10 15 minutes he's so nice yeah oh my god i like jeremy piven yeah he is to my idea of him my thoughts are this guy behind me at the bar goes hey are you lex luther and i'm like yeah i turn around i start i sign this thing for the guy and talk to this guy i'm telling you i talked to this guy for 45 seconds I turn around to the girl. Pippin goes, hey, well, nice seeing you, brother. I'm like, yeah, take care. I look at the girl I'm with. I go, man, you know, you hear all these stories about Jim. It's like that moment in Fast Times at Richmond High when they go, you know, people say that Devon, he's a bad guy. But you know what? I stuck up for you. You don't know Devon. Damone. Yeah, yeah. You know, but Damone, he's just a dick. He's always doing it. No, you don't know Damone. Well, maybe they do know you. So it was one of those moments where I was like, they say he's, he's, people, you know, talk shit and whatever. And I'm like, you know what? That's He's a fucking cool dude, man. That was really cool. And she starts laughing. And I go, why are you laughing? Do you know when you turned to that guy and gave, gave him an autograph? I go, yeah, for like 30 or 45 seconds. He goes, yeah, he told me what number, uh, what um, hotel room he's in. And then if I got bored or something to come by his room or give him a ring. The second you turned around. And I go, are you fucking kidding me? He goes, she goes, she goes I swear to God. She was That's why he was. He was so laughing hysterically. Look, I, you know, I, I just there's bro code, man. You're with the you're with a girl. Yeah. You know, I just you don't do. I mean, that was that that I was I was like, fuck, man, that sucks. There's you know, there's a reason he's good. Maybe in he those was young. Ari Gold. Yeah. What year was this? Was this a while ago? This was probably. I don't know. It was a while ago. I got invited Maybe. to it. He, I, I was. When I Paulson, was, you like that story? It's a good story, by the way. It's on my good, mother's life, it's true. On my mother's fucking life, that's a dead-on. I don't bullshit. You, if I say something, it's a fucking fact. I do not. I'm telling you, I don't lie. Uh, my story is 100 percent true, obviously too. Yeah, you're and a I just was, I We was heard just, it. I was just. I was just <laughs> at that bar, and when I was in Soho, the last time I was in Soho, I saw that same bar, and I thought to myself. That is uh, that's the place where that's I got the place. That's rejected, the place where rejected. I got rejected by Jeremy Piven. But he's really nice to me now. I really like him. Yeah, he's so nice to me now. <laughs> I've had you've had that right. It's like somebody Dude, I forget get, that. Like I always Heath Ledger hit on me once. That was cool. For real? I thought he did. Maybe he didn't. Maybe it was just we made eye contact and he had love in his eyes. And I think I had love in mine. I'm yeah. not even gay, but I was like, eh, he's hot. Yeah, Heath Ledger was gorgeous. Yeah, he was gorgeous. Got got rest his soul in his body. Yeah, smile. What's it? Would tell me about like what's the big, biggest celebrity interaction you ever have besides good. Sandra Bullock? Uh, and by the way, I would definitely consider dude. leaving my wife for Sandra Bullock. Oh my Bullock. god! In a second. And it I was, was thinking that I was like, why, I mean, why didn't she like a funny guy? Why does she need a big, giant, strong cheater? Yeah, I think she was lost. <laughs> she was lost. She was lost. Um, biggest celebrities. You know, I worked with Sly in Guardians of the Galaxy too. I had. I, oh, I played right. this ca yeah. character. It was one of the original Guardians, but they CGI'd my face because that's the, the guy's made out of ice or yeah. whatever. So uh, the, it was me, Stallone, Ving Rhames, and so I worked with Stallone a lot, and we hung out all day. I had him sign my Rambo lunchbox. He, <laughs> excuse me. He goes, I go, hey, 
on the last day, I go, hey, Sly. He's like, yeah, what's up? I go, would you sign my lunchbox? He goes, you got a lunchbox? <laughs> I go, yeah. He goes, you got a, you got a Rambo? <laughs> I swear to God, he goes, you got a Rambo lunchbox? <laughs> you want me to sign this for you, really? How old are you? I'm like, I'm 46. She's like, oh, you got a lunchbox? All right, look, I'll sign it. But... <laughs> And like we would do these weird, like on set, like he, we would just, do, I had these dots on my face for the CGI. I goes, who are you supposed to be? Pippi Longstocking was with the dots on your face. <laughs> and we would do this whole thing. And I would do an impression of him on set because he would have, the, he had this line that he would go, uh, I forgot what it was. He's like, Ravagers don't do it. What's the line? <laughs> Ravager. Ravager. No N. There's no N. It's Ravager. James Gunn, the director, yeah. yelling at him, and who wrote the script? He's like, Ravager, that's what I said. He's like, no, 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 Ravager. <laughs> like, Look, Ravager, Ravager. He's like, yeah. No, it's Ravager. He goes, who wrote this? He's like, I did. He goes, like, well, you know what? You got to write better words, man. I can't see this shit. You're going to be here all day, you know? He, he was awesome. He was so fun. He was so, like, I did this thing where, you know, like, imagine your hand's a spider, and yeah. I kind of crawled up his arm. Yeah. You know, I just did, you know, because at this point we were talking, it's been days I've worked with him. So I just did a little like this. He goes, hey, what the hell is that? I go, that's the gay spider. He goes, yeah, you keep your gay spider away from me, all right? <laughs> Okay, Dude, he okay. was a great. Okay. That was that was Rambo. That was Rocky. That Here's was, my question. That Here's was the my biggest. Question. That this was is, the biggest. This leads me to my Then my I did stand-up comedy, and he saw him in the audience, and I went over to him, and I started talking to him. Stand it was awesome. He went to your show? No, he was at this the big benefit, and they asked me to do stand-up for like 500 people or whatever, and really? I got up there, and I go, oh, my God, you know what? And I just I forgot what I was talking about. I just started talking about a sly. Oh, shut up. It was awesome, man. Okay, one, here's the best question I've ever asked on my podcast. You get to, uh, you get the catalog of one celebrity actor, like older, like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, but you've got to redo every single one of their movies. What celebrity do you pick and what movie do you start with? Oh, my God. It's the best so, question I've ever asked. Is this the first time you've asked this question? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I thought, I thought you pick their career, the, like the actor that you'd want that career. Yes. Oh, I gotta go. I mean, you know, fuck. I mean, if you're Sly, you're Rocky, and you're Rambo. Okay, here, let's just but real quick. Let's real quick. If you're Tom Hanks, you're let's, Forrest Gump. Whoa, I didn't even think about Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, bro. Hold on, hold on, Bosom hold on, buddies. Biggest male movie stars. Here we go. The biggest male who Harrison Ford. Dude, why didn't I think of that? I'd be Han Solo. I'd be uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'd be uh, Witness. Andy, Andy Serkis. Witness. Who the fuck's An Andy oh, Serkis, Lord of is, the Rings. Oh, is that what he was? He was in? the... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know who he is. Uh, this is... Um, largest... I wrote biggest male movie stars. And they're listed by height. <laughs> Martin Scorsese's 5'4? By height. Charlie biggest. Kaplan was 5'5. Five five. First of all, you're like, these are the biggest movie stars? I don't get it. You go, Andy Serkis. I'm like, you mean the shortest? Or the Jesus Christ. Who is the biggest, by the way, if you're talking about height? Uh, Dolph Lundgren? Who I think I'm just going to be on my podcast. I'm trying to get him on there. The Dolph would be a good grab, wouldn't he? Tallest. Ivan Drago. Vince Vaughn's one of the biggest. He's like 6'4". Vince Vaughn's the biggest. Dwayne, The Rock, James Cromwell, Brad Garrett, 
which I think that's a stretch <laughs> to call him a movie star. But Liam Neeson is uh, Liam Neeson is. Listen to me, they're going to they're going to take you. The next part is very difficult. I want you to go under the bed. <laughs> Tell me when you're there. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember that trailer? I got fuck so pissed yeah. I made my own trailer of that why movie. Un- why the fuck? Holston, get- you remember the trailer? Listen to me. I want you to get under the bed. Tell me when you're there. This next part is very difficult. They're going to take you. I go, what the fuck? Why would you tell your daughter to get under the bed? It was the yeah. worst trailer. So I did a parody called Taken Seriously. Years ago, it's really funny. I play every character. It's, I'm in really? drag. Oh yeah, it's stupid. So wait, let's go back to my greatest question. Sorry, right, greatest question. Um, well, you were looking. I was just. I was looking. Uh, Adam Sandler. No, I would love to do his movies. Happy Gilmore, Wedding Singer, fucking Bill ba- Murray, Happy Madison, or Ghost Billy Busters. Madison, uh, Bill Murray, The Razor's Edge. I'd want to do. Hang that. on, start hang with that on. One. Start with that one. I think you know Meatballs, what, dude. Caddyshack. Caddyshack, brah. You know what? We're forgetting one, and a lot of people hate him now. I don't give a fuck. Fletch. Caddyshack. I was just going to say Chevy vacation. Chase. Vacation. Chevy Chase. Christmas vacation. Chevy Chase. Seems would... like a Chevy fucking Chase. I'd take that career, and then I wouldn't say the racist shit later on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what i do. Chevy Chase or Sylvester Stallone or Tom Hanks or Harrison Ford. Those four, if I had to narrow down those four, and the winner would probably be because Harrison's old now and he's still kicking, and he's pretty healthy, and after two plane crashes, God's with him. Yeah. You know, I would say Harrison Ford. You're going to live a long life. You're going to be rich. You're sleeping with a younger woman that's legal. I mean, she's way illegal. She's like 40 now. Um, <laughs> but, like, she's younger than him. You know? Way younger. Um, not that that matters, but, you know, it's like, you know, people always ask me, it's like, why do you want to date girls in their 30s? I'm like, well, because I'm in my mid-40s. Yeah. Well, that's way too young. I'm like, mm, I want to maybe have kids. Yeah. You know, it's I don't know. 30, 30. And I'm immature as fuck. And the rule is if you cut your age in half and add seven, that's the rule. So what's half of 46? 23, add seven, that's 30. Thank you. Goodbye, nurse. Okay. That's, I could date. I, I, I could date a 30 year old. How old's your wife? Oh, uh, old as fuck. <laughs> 48. But, by the way, I'm on this new uh, app and I'm starting to date now because I got dumped on Valentine's Day. Uh, she, she called me up and it, she said, I can't do it anymore. Is I it an app? Is it anymore. An app? We've been dating two months. Is it an app to date older women called Dwindle? <laughs> No, <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what. I don't. I, I'm. I raised my level. Like I'm. I'm gonna go out with a 41 year old. I don't give a shit. Like and I want to find companionship. I, I just need to. I need a woman who is a little more mature. Who's. Uh, you There's know. things. The things that a. It's so funny. My wife and I. Things that a 40 plus 40 woman wants are so globally different than what a 30 year old wants. Like it's what what their interests are. So night and fucking day. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my wife at that age, what her interests were, was like, you know, fun. And, and now it's, it's all her life is about aqua jogging. <laughs> it is. It, it would be really <laughs> tough. You couldn't just slide into a 40 plus. <laughs> That's amazing. Would, I would pay to see it. I would pay to see you aqua jog. Oh, I'd awkward jog in a heartbeat Dude, with a camera you? underwater. Why can't we all awkward jog? Why don't fat? we listen? Listen, I okay. got a new show concept. We're gonna sell it. It's aqua jogging <laughs> with Bert, 
Rosenbaum and his wife, Bert's wife and Rosenbaum. Yeah, it's the three of us, and every day we're doing exercises. It's, and we're, and we're, but no, but it's, we do the exercises, but it's like the view. It's just heads above water. Yeah, right. It's just heads above water, <laughs> and you, we're aqua jogging. We're, we're talking jogging. about. We're talking. We're about doing the news. an interview while we exercise. You exercise while you're listening to the interview. Yeah, I'm there's in. something there. Uh, I'm probably gonna go with. I would want to do Bruce Willis's career because I I think Bruce Willis is the coolest guy alive. Yeah, I don't. What? Why is he so good? Because he's a badass in movies. Okay, yeah, but see, that's why I disconnect because I'm not a badass. I realized last night. Uh, I just don't think I like Bruce Willis, but I don't. I can't think of one movie I do that would Die Hard. That's not my thing. I'm not. I'm I know not, you guys are gonna kill me for that, but I just never was into it. I loved it. I is loved it a die Christmas hard. movie or is it fuck oh, off? It's a Christmas movie. I love Who gives it. a shit? I I was my buddy got cast. Do people hate a, me if I say Die, die Hard? Probably. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I like Arthur with Dudley Moore. Go ahead. Steve Byrne created, directed a movie. They had a screening last night, and he called me up. And he goes, "I got this great role," and I was like, "By the way, I busted his balls enough for this." And I was like, "Awesome!" And he goes, "It's a cop. It's this like fucking racist cop uh, who's kind of like a dirt bag." And I was like, "Cool." And he goes, "Do you have Segura's number?" <laughs> and I was like, "I thought you were." Uh, sure. Dude, so, that so, <laughs> I hate that. Do you know that happened to me once? This director calls me. And goes, "Hey, I'm doing this movie." God, yes. Yeah. I was like thinking, okay, I got to get a wig because I was in small, but I got a wig. I'm sure the studio's going to pay for it. Yeah. And maybe I'll use it after the movie because I can walk around with real hair, <laughs> human hair, a really good $10,000 wig. He's like, yeah, listen, so I'm doing this movie and blah, blah, blah. And he goes on and on. And I go, great, great, great. I'm in. I'm already in. Yeah. I don't care what it is. He goes, do you think Tom would do it? Oh. My co star. And I'm right thinking, you beautiful six foot five motherfucker. Getting a straight offer, and I'm your fucking. I'm the I'm the middleman here. You want me to negotiate? He met me once, and now he's talking. He thinks he can ask a favor for me to talk to Tom about it. You fuck. Yeah. So Steve Burns was with my friend. I give him Segura's number, right? And I bust his balls about it that he called me to get Segura's number. But then someone, I was very. I got very high last night at the club, and then at home I got very high, right? And they were t Jimmy Schubert was telling me about Segura's scene. He goes, dude, it is hilarious. And he goes, and it's so funny because it's believable because it's Tom. They didn't even, like, he ad-libbed all the lines. And basically, he forces some, he's a cop, who forces some chick to suck his dick or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, w I don't think I'd be believable in that role. Because I'm a nice guy. I think people like me. And they go, like, but Tom's got, like, a, a veneer on his face. Like, where you're like, oh, I can see that guy forcing he a, be a, dick. a dick. And then I went, okay. Oh, so then I was like, maybe all these things, like whenever I tried to do something edgy acting-wise, it you could tell that it was Bert trying to be an actor. Like you could see through it. I could never get into... I think you can. I could never break the... Like if I couldn't play a pedophile, I just looked like Bert playing a pedophile. Like I, I no did this. way. I could I could make I honestly really. I'm not saying I'm Mr. Director, but I yeah. know I can make you do. Like if I ever have something, I'm like I know how you would do it. Really. Dude, you yes. There's ways to fucking just change your appearance, change your like, give you a gimp eye, fucking <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm telling you, black out one tooth. You could be a dangerous, creepy motherfucker that nobody, unless you know, like your best friends would go, oh, that's Bert, because they know you're in the fucking yeah. movie. Dude, don't believe that for a second. One time I was going down on my wife. You're going middle, down on your wife when she in the middle. She goes, oh, you gotta change your hair. That's adorable. And I was like, what? 
and I guess my hair had par- been parted down the middle, and that's what she was looking at is me with my hair parted down the middle, and she goes, you look like a fucking pedophile. She wasn't even enjoying herself. She, she was just, worried about your she pedophile haircut. Like, you look haircut. like a fucking creep eating my pussy. <laughs> do you guys, so you guys laugh during sex. I like that. Oh, yeah. I I've, do, too. Like, I've I, been laughed out of a vagina. She's laughed so hard. Because when you, a woman laughs, her muscles in her vagina turn into a bouncer at 2 a.m. Just get the fuck out right now. I've been laughed out of a vagina. That's a bit I was working on last night that didn't kill. <laughs> didn't kill? No. We'll see if you preface it with the story we just it was did. A, it was something about my dad. It's a long bit. Do you um, really work on your stuff? You go, there's the idea. I'm just going to go try it. I'm just going to yeah, come up with I it. I obsess about it. I obsess. I think about. You obsess I, about the structure of it? Like this is this is the exact. I'm going to say this exactly this way. No, 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 no. I know that when I get on stage, panic will ma- allow it to come out the right way. Whatever energy that I bring oh, on stage, you do panic. Yeah, it, well, yeah. It's that's I write better on stage because my my fight or flight, uh, my fight is happens on stage, and I and it makes me write quicker, faster, and better on stage. And so I will word out a thing a little bit in my head, but if I take it on stage, it'll come out perfect. The right. first time. The first time is it comes because that's the fight or flight. And then the next few times, I kind of fuck it up and I got to rediscover it to get back to that first time. But uh, but yeah, um, I wouldn't. I, I don't think I'd do Bruce Willis. <laughs> You're back, Holston. Who would you choose? Let's start with. Let's start with. Uh, let's start with the movie you would like to star in to in a recreation. And maybe with the like, like where you go, I would love to. I would love to do Rambo. I would love to do my ver. Like, I mean, right now, honestly, all that comes to mind is like riding a Tauntaun in Empire Strikes Back, like on Solo, man, going to, you know, yeah. going a race to save Luke. Yeah, your Tauntaun will freeze before it reaches the first marker. It'll see you in hell. <laughs> I mean, fucking dude. I mean, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Jedi. I mean. Uh, that's 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 it i mean name another movie that just was so like honestly rocky one to play rocky in in the first one because it's such a lovable vulnerable character i think i could play rambo pretty great just because i i I wouldn't have a lot of scenes with other people (laughs) it's just me in the woods stitching myself up and putting paint on and setting traps first blood though was the first that's it yeah that's what i meant first First blood Blood. not rambo i I wouldn't be good at rambo i'd be good at first blood first blood by the way do you remember that that scene he should have won an oscar at the end remember when he's like rambo this war is over nothing is over you don't just turn it off you called me i didn't call you and he starts crying you remember that yeah i do watch it again man that should he was awesome he was born with that lip thing yeah, they did some surgery or something. But was, you know was, what? They take if they didn't do that, he wouldn't have been as original. Yeah, because his brother doesn't have it, and you can't no. really. Yeah, his brother's brother's the singer. Really? Yeah, he invited me to sh- to a show. Yeah, um, yeah, Stallone, Frank Stallone. He did a lot of the old. songs. Remember in, in uh, Rocky Two, take it back, do 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 do, take it back. No. Mm. You don't remember that the no. the guys that are sitting by the fire. Oh yeah, yeah, outside. yeah I do remember That's that. Yeah. That's Frank Stallone. Oh, yeah. for real? Yeah. Um, ten years old, eleven years old, maybe twelve tops. Um, at Chris Suarez's house, and it's like a Wednesday night, and VHS is were big, and uh, it's like probably six o'clock, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to let's put in First Blood?" And I go, "What's that?" I never watched movies like that ever, like anything serious. I'd never watched a serious movie. I'd never watched a horror movie, anything. And him and his brothers put in First Blood. And I watched First Blood, 
and I was, I mean, like lost in a movie. I was lost in a movie. Like it got over and I was like, and they just, they just dispersed and I had to walk home and I walked home with my head in the sky. Like, what the fuck did I just see? That was amazing. It was it blew my fucking mind. Isn't that amazing? It was the a movie great. You do. I don't get. I don't feel that way as much as it, you know. It's like I might sound like just an asshole, but you know. Do you remember when like Star Wars would come out and then you had to wait another eight months for something as big or a year before another big movie or would come out? But now, to me, I'm not knocking it, but like the superhero movies, yeah, it, they're every month. Every it, month a superhero. A so there's no kind of like waiting, 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 and then boom, and then it's just this impact. It's like, oh, what's this month? Captain Marvel. What's Captain two, Marvel What comes good. out next week? There's this. What comes out the week after? It's this. So it's not as exciting. Yeah. To me. I agree. You know, maybe you know horror movies, especially they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't do that. There's, how many horror movies come out? And how many are scary anymore? I haven't seen. I. I what's I, scary? Did you see us? No. Ugh. I heard it was horrible. It's called a horror movie. It is not a horror movie. It just pissed me the hell off. And these movies, have you ever noticed now, they're over two hours long? You can't go to an hour and 40 minute movie anymore, an hour and a half. Yeah. I go in at least Pet Cemetery. It wasn't good, but at least it was an hour and a half. The new one? And I thank them for that. It's not that great? Not that great. It's not great. <laughs> I, I, it's not that great. It's not that that great. It's, no, it's there's some moments, but the moments don't make a movie. I mean, the original was like, I don't know. Look, I'm, not, I'm like, the original I'm kind of, was good. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, there's some moments, man, but it's just because like this. I mean, this girl gets hit. Should I even say anything? No, yeah, yeah. This girl yeah. gets hit by a fucking semi truck and dies, and her body's per perfectly intact. No, no blood. No, it would. Her body would blow up. So she's in a <laughs> casket, perfect. Her he picks her up. There's no. There's nothing, not a mark. <laughs> I fucking hit my knee against the, the fucking shower and it's gushing blood. You got hit by a semi. What the fuck? Okay. I just got pissed, man. Let, then let's let's go let's go positive, as Kevin Hart would say. Let's go positive. All right. And find movies where you needed a second to talk to someone about that movie after you got out. Insidious. For real? It fucking scared me. I thought the first two acts were so good and so scary. It follows. So original. So scary. I fucking was so excited. I wanted Insidious. to go see it again. Um, what else? There's a movie called uh, The Rider. R-I-D-E-R. -E Nobody saw. Probably should have won an Oscar. It's like about this guy who rides horses and he falls off. And what's, the what's the name of it? The Rider. R-I-D-E-R. Nobody's seen it. I'm gonna, let me tell you, you'll cry your fucking penis tears out. Hang on. I'm, hang on. I'm... It's incredible. It's incredible. I'm, I'm writing these down because I'm looking for something like this. Horror movies, It Follows, is great. Insidious is great. Um, the first Conjuring was good. Um, Train to Busan, great zombie movie. Um, the Witch was a really cool movie, really well shot. Uh, can I tell you a movie that I... Shazam was fun, and I don't, I don't like a lot of those movies, and that was... was you know what movie good. I fucking watched... And I said, and you I loved it. I loved it. Let's was see it. Run Lola Run. I didn't see it. Oh, oh, I did see it. I think I saw it years ago. Uh, yeah, it was cool. It's a cool fucking movie. She ran a lot. Yeah, she she ran but, a lot. Yeah, there it was such a great fucking movie. It wasn't false advertising, like horror movie. <laughs> that was like Run Lola Run ran. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> that was cool. Uh, Go ahead, um, give me another one. Uh, I got to be honest with you. Be, be, can we be recent? I'll, no, I'll, I'm going to give you one where you go, really? Okay. Okay. This And now, by the way, I have a big thing with time travel. Uh, okay. 
uh, the butterfly effect. You know, I loved it. I loved it. My brother it. loved it. He goes, dude, it. he goes, Ashton Kutcher's great in this movie. And yeah. I go, all right, I'll check it out. And he was great. He dude, was I loved it. Butterfly effect was really good. I didn't see part I two. had the first movie where I had to decompress. And then me and this black dude with dreadlocks stood on the corner of just above. Uh, it's the movie theater just above uh, Union Circle uh, on the east side. I forget the name of the movie. It's like on 21st Street. Yep. I, yeah. I sat outside there with a the black guy. And the little talked. shitty AMC or whatever. Yeah. I was on a date with this chick from Chicago. We went and saw uh, the fucking. Butterfly. No, no. We saw um, uh, Bruce, Willis, Bruce Willis. Bruce uh, Willis. The M. Night Shyamalan movie. Sixth Sense. We saw the Sixth Sense. Genius. And me and this black guy stood outside. We He was sitting next to me. Sixth right? Sense. He was sitting next to me. And when, when the blood shows up, right at the end, yeah, the black guy goes, and like that, and I go, and I look at him, and he looks at me, and he goes, he was dead the whole time, and I went, oh, we got it. At, I'm getting chill bumps. We got it at the exact same moment. Me and this black guy, we are the exact same intelligence level. We are identical human beings. In the window of what Hollywood makes movies, me and this man should have exchanged On numbers part, and said yeah. we should watch movies together all the time. Because and you we, did? Uh, no, but we stood outside Racist. and we broke through the whole fucking movie of like, hold on. So wait, like, and, and both of us were on dates and our girls sat just like watching us And talk. you couldn't stop talking about we it. We could not stop Dude, talking about it. Dude, you know what it. was like that for me? What? The scene was when they show the videotape. Remember the woman who was poisoning her daughter in The Sixth Sense? Yes. And she kept the poison in the closet and the videotape was going and she she was the one who killed her daughter. When I found out, look, chills, look at my arms. I go, oh my God, and they showed it at the funeral. They put the tape in and everybody kind of looked at her. I was like, oh my God, she killed her daughter. And then how about oh in God, Signs? Signs. Everybody hated that movie. I love that movie. that movie. I love that fucking movie. James Gunn, fuck you. We have arguments about this. He's really? Like, signs was not a good movie. I'm like, yes, it was. The, the water. There are these genius speeches. I, I didn't, swing I, away. Swing away. Swing away, Meryl. Oh, dude, that's the fucking. Dude. How about when all of a sudden the, the newscaster's like, hang on, we got footage of this. I'm getting chill bumps And all right of a sudden now. you see the thing walk by or it's on the roof. Or the, dude, look at, look at my arms. <laughs> dude, I freak out. This is These are good movies. Yeah. M. Shyamalan Knight did uh, Unbreakable I didn't like. I thought it was it, it ended prematurely. I, I just didn't un, love it. I don't see, I don't it was okay. But Sixth Sense, Signs, I even liked The Village. But then, I like The Village. But then he made... Lady in the Water, and he made like the happening, which was the, the crapping, <laughs> and then he made this other, the air farter, air bender, and then he made like four shitholes. Yeah, but you know what? I'll, I'll Again, I'm I'm a hypocrite because you know what? He made the Sixth Sense. So anything after he did, the, just look at the one thing you love. Dude, he gave you so much pleasure. I and keep making movies, man. Shitty or not, the usual bro. suspects. I had the greatest. I had the greatest. Uh, realization to that movie that you could ever have. It's me, my buddy Blair, my Guys, buddy Hutch. And he starts walking down the street and starts standing upright. And they start going back and showing the things in the office, the upside down of the cup. And I look at my buddy Blair and Blair goes, oh my God. And we both got it. And our buddy Hutch goes, wait, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Obviously, we're on the same intelligent level. So, movie's <laughs> over. We're sitting in our couch. Movie's over. 
<laughs> and Blair and I are breaking down how brilliant this was. And Hutch goes, hold on. I'm going to have to watch this again. Who's Kaiser Sose? <laughs> so, Were you laughing your ass off? We laughed so fucking hard. We're like, hold on. You don't know who Kaiser Sose is? Oh, goes, my God. No. And then Hutch kept going, why is the crippled walking? Why Why did he walk? Why did he get in the car with the lawyer? This not... None of this makes sense. And we were like, oh, it was it was the funnest God. way to watch that movie oh. is to watch someone not get it. How about it. seven? Which one's seven? Why don't you and I have what's, our own our, why don't we have listen, why don't we have our own movie podcast? How about we have a movie podcast we just, called How about a movie we have a movie podcast called I Have Notes? Where we take movies that should have been great and we give our Hollywood notes of what would have been yeah. better. Or how about the real notes, although those studios will hate us and people hate us if it becomes a big success. But I'm willing, I already talked about it. I want to do this. What? I want to do a podcast. But I want to really tell people before you go see a movie, I'm telling you right now, don't fucking go to this movie. It's a piece of shit. Rotten Tomatoes will sit there and give it 92. You know how I judge a movie? Uh-huh. Will I see it again? Yes. If I would see it again, good. It's an A. It's yeah. in the 90s. Uh, uh, if I wouldn't, it's a B. Uh, that's why I would say Draft Day, great fucking movie. I've watched it 10 times. <laughs> Anytime Draft Day so comes on, So you give on, that an A. I watch it again. Great. Yeah. I would give Six Sense an A. 100% I give it an A. I would give Forrest Gump an A+. Plus. An A+. Plus. One of the almost very rare A pluses. But these movies nowadays where it's just like, I'm telling you, man, you want to fuck. But I, I think people are easily pleased maybe. Because people go to these movies. Like I was with a girl that was there. She was with one of my friends. She's like, I don't know. I kind of liked it. I'm like... I want, in my head, I was like, "You're stupid." How can you? How how can not you because live, she was a girl? How can you live life like that? Part of me Jesus. goes, "How can you live life where you go?" I kind of liked it. I either love it or hate it. I can't. I can't just go. Eh. I don't know. I walk out of theaters and I go, "Maybe I just don't know. I'm not. I just. I. I don't get it anymore. Maybe I'm too jaded. Maybe I just like. But I really want to. I go to movies and I go. I want to be entertained. I was excited about us. The poster had a guy or a woman with these scissors. And I was like, oh, my God, what a great... This is a horror movie. Yeah. Somebody's going to get their neck fucking slit. Yeah. Someone's going to fucking die in their sleep, man. It's going to be dark as shit. I was ready to fucking be scared, and I was in, man. I love Get Out. I'm ready. And it, sh- for me, shit the bed, dog. Really? I was... Tell you, you didn't see it. No. Oh my god! I, w- I was dire. We were we were on tour at the time, and Diary. and whoever was I think it was Jesus was with us, or someone was with us. They had seen it, and they were and we're like, hey, oh no, Cobra, my assistant was like, I saw this is us, and we go, is it good? And he goes, eh, not this is us. That's a TV <laughs> oh. show on NBC. <laughs> oh, then I watched the wrong one. No wonder it wasn't scary. Why was it only a half an hour long? <laughs> Everybody was crying. This isn't a horror movie. <laughs> Is that that Greek guy that was Jesus. in Rocky's son? Um, it was. Yeah, my love into millennium. I'm trying to think of other movies that blew my fucking mind. Where I was like, what, "Shut the." Halston, fuck. what blew your mind? What movie blew your mind? And Halston, what movie stars career would you like? Uh, first of all, I'd do Bradley Cooper. I think you I know like what? Wild American You're Summer. So uh, he's young. done some good movies. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm young. I'm Sniper. Yeah. yeah, but you also got to do the. So I just watched one this morning where he was a serial killer, something. I don't know. Was it good? Uh, it wasn't. It was early Bradley Cooper when He's they great. told him how to cut his hair. 
he's just a good dude. I remember when he was like uh, on Alias, and he, he they. I think he was on they, Alias. Uh, I think it was Alias. Look it up. I think it's Alias because I was in Vancouver. I think he was doing that show, and uh, we used to go. You know, I'd be in a bar and we just hang out and have drinks. And he was kind of like in a bad place, and I think he got fired from that show or let go. Really. And then I was like, when I saw his success start, and I did a movie with him called Hit and Run, and he's. He's just a great dude, man. He's I just that was the good movie I was on today. Hold on, dude. Hit and Run was that Hit about run Dax, killer? a buddy Dax Shepard oh, no. directed it. He Wait. was an alias. Alias, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's uh, just wrote him out or some shit? Uh, I like Bradley Cooper. I'm a, I'm a, he's gorgeous, I, isn't he? He is. I saw him in person the other so night. Gorgeous, he man. Is absolutely His gorgeous. skin. You know what's funny is I, I look at him and I go, what? What are you calling the girls who fix your face? A f- Dermatologist? No, no. Anesthetician? Yeah, anesthetician. <laughs> Can't believe I picked that word. But you out. know what? I, I like. I, I want that skin. How do I get? It? You have really good skin like that. Uh, you I, have really good like rosy cheeks. Like, like your skin's really soft and supple. I have great skin. Yeah, I don't have the best skin. I think I might great skin. Well, no, I, I SPF. I didn't really like SPF as a kid because we weren't allowed to. Yeah, we just you get a summer <laughs> burn and then be good. Yeah, Holston, you SPF. You have good skin. No, you don't. Nope. How old are you? Twenty-seven. You better start oh, SPF. So wait, what's dude. your grade? What's your all shit movie? Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm. That's good. It's a little pretentious, though. What do you mean? No, no. I loved it, but it's like one of those movies where you're, that's your favorite movie. Look, that's a great movie. <laughs> I cry. You could watch, but you could watch that twice, Holston. No, I watched no. it over and over. Really? I love it. Holston. I love the end and the beach scene when it just keeps replaying. It's beautiful. Oh. It is a great movie, but it's not good. more than twice. I okay. Love but that's your choice, man. <laughs> like, like, I'm thinking like Forrest Gump, a movie that like, God, man, I... Forrest Gump is you can just amazing. see it over and over, can't you? I could watch Forrest Gump over and over. It doesn't and matter over. if it comes on. What's another movie that comes on Christmas Vacation? A Fletch. If Fletch, Fletch. comes on, I'll watch it. Doctor Rosen Penis. Doctor Rosen. Rosen Rosen. Oh, thank you, Doctor. Yeah, dude. Uh, I watch Fletch too. Where are the Nazis from Natchez? <laughs> yep. God. Was damn that with it. the teeth? Can't even have a good cross burning these days. <laughs> uh, there's. I can't watch movies. I have a hard time with movies where they are. What time is it? What time you got to get out of here? Um, I have a hard time with movies where there is anticipation, like where they build tension in the. I know that that's like a big thing that would make a long time. No, like a slow burn. Like I'm, I'm thinking of a bad example of this, but like, uh, like say someone's hiding in a closet and, and, He's ha- cheating with his wa- his wife's hiding in the closet. And he's cheating in the. I don't. I, I'm. I'm. I can't tell you the. There's movies that I've turned off because I go. I don't even fucking want to care about this. I don't okay. want to get in. Like I get antsy. Like oh, like if someone's lying and they're about to get caught lying in a movie, I get. I go. Uh, no, 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 no. It fucking bothers. You me. know what's a slow burn though? What, what's that? There's this movie. I stuck with it, and I was. It's so intense at some points that you're just like oh, that. It makes it, the movie's really good. It's a Jeremy Renner movie. It's like something Winter or Snow. Look it up, Jeremy Renner movie, dude. You got to see this movie. Stay with it. Okay. It's like a suspense movie, and then once they get to a point, it's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. It's wind, just Wind River. Wind River. I wasn't What's close. Wind, wind River. Snow and winter. It's Wind River. Wind River. I don't think a lot of people saw that, and it was really fucking. It get, just stay with it, man. Who's the most okay? Ready? Yeah. Who is the most underappreciated actor? You think they should be bigger, and they're just not. And you can't say yourself because I'd say me too. Um, you know who mine is? Ben Affleck. No, not Kingsley. Ho- ben Hoffman. No, not Ben Hoffman. 
Ben Buttons. He was in. Hey, look up Alpha Dog. Brat. Alpha Dog. Dover. Ben. We got to get you a computer so you're not doing this yeah, on your fucking do. phone, ben Austin. Foster. Ben Foster. Ben Foster. He's brilliant. He's fucking. That one movie where they go to Iraq or some shit. The yeah. War and they can't. The, uh, Lone Survivor. Oh, I didn't see? even see that. What? Is Lone it, Survivor will fucking tickle your balls, bro. Is it good? Yes. Holston, have you seen it? Nope. It is brilliant. Really? Yeah, it's one of those movies oh, that you're like, yeah. oh, Mark it, Wahlberg. Dude, how good is that movie? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, commercial, whatever. No, dude. Lone. It's intense as ball sacks. Lone Survivor? I'm so you excited. Yeah. You know this one. No, I don't. Yeah. Dan Bolzerian's in the beginning of dude, it, too. It's so No, good. I've never seen it. Really? Remember when they're stranded? These fucking guys, these Navy SEALs are stranded, and they have to, like, uh, Mark, Mark survives, no. I think. 2013 came out. Peter Berg, dog. Are you serious? Yeah, right? Peter Berg direct it? Uh, yep. Shut up. Dude, how did you not see that movie? Um, I should write you a list. I'm into documentaries too, man. I like a good documentary. Oh. I want to be edumacated. I've got to be like uh, that. Don Wall? Real Have you seen Don Wall? No. It's pretty fucking Will amazing. you email that to me? I got to see that. Dude. See. Okay, let's go documentaries. Favorite documentaries? Favorite documentaries. Uh, give me a sec. Cause, okay, number one, American movie. Oh, that's probably one of my favorites. It's the greatest too. documentary I've ever seen one in my of life. My favorites. I, I have to cop to this. Every time you've ever heard me say Longstrand DNA, that is from American Movie. Do you remember that scene in there? Yeah. Where he's like, you know, I'm cleaning shit off a toilet the other day, and I just thought, I'm better than this. I got that Longstrand DNA. Do you know something? <laughs> Do you know sometimes I just watch the trailer, it makes me smile. Have you ever seen that American movie, Halston? Nope. It's the greatest. Halston, it you're is gonna the thank greatest. Us. You're gonna thank us, Halston. Movie you've ever seen. Yeah. It is so brilliant. Grizzly Man's really good. Remember, uh, he has Grizzly the, Man. Bill Burr and I were laughing so hard. And he's like, remember, I just love uh, the uh, documentary. The uh, documentary. What's his name? Uh, he goes. When we were following Anthony Treadwell, we decided to go deep into the woods to see what he was up to, and we found that he was living with the bears. <laughs> and he got this guy lives with the bears, and it's such a creepy, fun like. Um, what else? Uh, uh, deep water. Deep water is about is this. Deep water. Nineteen sixty nine. It's like a boat race around the world, and starts in England. And oh. these guys go solo. It's the one like by themselves. And one guy was more of a weekend sailor, and he he uh, they lose him, and it's like all Morse code. So all of a sudden they lose a signal for him for weeks, and his family thinks he's dead. And then they realize he's in the front. He's in the lead. He's gonna win this race. But they all leave at different times. It's all about who, the timing, and everything just flips everything goes south quickly and it's really? fucked there's like little stories about each person each sailor i you, you don't want me to give it away right no 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 i want to watch it it's, i want to watch you'll, water, you'll, you'll go dude this is amazing and the best series right now by the way in 2018-19 without a doubt besides game of thrones is a show called dark on netflix dark on netflix is the stranger things that's actually good dark. it's the dark that it's 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 for adults. It doesn't get campy and too sci-fi. It's it listen right to now. me. Watch it subtitled. It, it's German. So listen to them. Wait, talk. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did I watch Dark? Listen to them in German and subtitle in English. Hold on, did I? Anyway. Did I watch this? You would know it because episode three and five. You're like, we're hold going. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I'm, I'm thinking 
you're telling me about a series that I watched by myself because my wife wouldn't watch it. Ten episodes. Beginning to end. German. In one weekend. Dark. Hold on. Was it German? Does it start with a bunch of kids going into a hole? Yep. Nobody nobody knows about this. Dude, it is the greatest fucking... It is the... Oh, my... F- oh, I'm getting uh, chill bumps. Yes. Oh, it is so fucking That's, great. We gotta have a show. We gotta do a fucking movie show because this is real. People will want to watch this now and they'll watch it and they'll Dude. go, I believe Burton Rosenbaum. I want to... I agree with what they're, what, what they're saying about movies or shows. God. Dude, Dark this is, is good. so fucking good. Because it's so original and the acting's so good and the parallels and... The, here's what, my face because you're filming this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My face watching this show is, if I could respond to this is me watching the series. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're, they're going there? Oh, oh, my God. They went there, and it worked. Oh, my God. Are you fucking kidding me? Dude. What? That's like, it is insane. So, wait, so, wait. Soft pitch, dark to people listening. I'll, 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 I'll see. Dark it. is the Stranger Things for adults. It is the Stranger Things that doesn't go campy, that doesn't get too, like, you know, with the CGI shit. It's like, I'm, if I see more CGI, I'm going to fucking puke CGI off my dick. This is what they say. This is the this makes is sense, the Austin? Line. That makes no sense. This is, by the way, this is such a great I'm series. glad you can vouch for this. When two, when two children go missing in a small German town, it's, a, it's sinful past is exposed along with the double lives and fractured relationships that exist among four families as they search for the kids. The mystery drama series introduces an intricate puzzle filled with twists that include a web of curious characters, all who have a connection to the town's troubled history, whether they know it or not. The story includes supernatural elements that tie back to the same town in 1986. Dude, it is so and that fucking doesn't do it justice. And that doesn't do it justice. You watch it this is show so fucking good. And you're like, okay, okay, oh my God, that happened. And, that, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, what is going on here? And then the, it, it's the third episode that got me. Because you're watching, you're going, this is pretty good. What The third episode, when I'm not going to say what happens, but you're transformed. Like you're, you go to another place and you're like, I can't believe what's happening right now. I can't now. believe what's happening. And wait a at minute, all. he's his brother or what That's, wait i can't we can't explain this to you you it's have to so watch fucking it. good yeah. dude can i tell you what show my daughter I wish just I was got me that. into what uh, umbrella academy i gotta watch it i haven't seen it uh is it on on the same i'll tell you i'll tell you why it's cool i'm and i'm i'm always down for this okay it's it's part time definitely part time travel uh definitely superheroes so it's superheroes it's these uh and it's a little supernatural but their fight scenes are all done with great music. Like they the use eighties from the eighties. Like they use they see eighties music is the best. That's why I don't really listen to anything today. My daughter I in the seventies and eighties. This is how we got into watching it together. My daughter is in the car going Istanbul was Constantinople. Istanbul was Constantinople. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. I don't change it. I can't say people just like it better that way. Yeah, that's uh, and and they might be giants. One of the fight scenes is done to that song, and it's fucking badass. I don't say anything else. I'm gonna watch that. It's it's it's. I'll tell you. I'll be honest. This is my critique of it. First of all, I love all the actors in it. I love the big. The big dudes from uh, we used to love uh, the TV show um, Black Sails. We loved. Never Black saw Sails. that. Would we I like loved, that? Uh, you've got to be really into. 
pirates. Here's the thing: is my mm. intelligence level is my intelligence level is is that when I hear someone doing a prequel to something or a like like a remember when they did uh, De- uh, Abraham Lincoln zombie hunter or whatever uh, uh, like the stuff like that uh, I go I go too much. I can get bought into high concept so basically Black Sails is the prequel to um, to Treasure Island okay so I, I don't know if that's for me yeah it's it, it, I'm not but, really into pirates it, it was it's it's it was I I really loved it and I I went even I went to try to turn my fans onto it. And I interviewed the creator of it and had him on my podcast. And uh, no one really fucking listened. And, uh, well, that doesn't matter. Sometimes you do it for you because yeah. you just, you're interested. Um, I would love to do a try. I'm obsessed with time travel. I'm obsessed with time travel. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Back to the Future is probably one of the best movies ever. Why don't we think hands, of that one? Hands down. Back to the Future is an A+. I could watch that movie any time it's okay, on. Okay. That, by the way, Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. that's a 99 or 100. You don't give a hundred or a ninety-nine to these other movies that are not that no one even talks about now. After six months, they've been out of the theaters. Back what? to the Future is something they talked about the day it was in theaters to the day right now. Okay, here's here's my pitch for <laughs> here's terrible. my pitch for our show. Okay? okay, all right, let's do it. It is me and you are the co- are the co-hosts. Yep. But we bring on two other people in the industry. We have wine and we sit around a table. And so it's a four-person, almost like the way Rogan does a fight companion. It's a four-person uh, talking about either a movie or the or what's on the. Uh, but I like this concept. But we should bring in new guests each week because that way we can always spike numbers with celebrities. That's easy. We yeah. can bring our celebrity friends in or whatever. Or how about like a real Joe, like a fucking regular dude who's listening to the show. Hard you pass. know what? You're coming Hard on. Pass. You're going to pass. Hard pass. <laughs> No? No. You don't want to bring anybody on the no, show? Because then uh, people automatically listening to the podcast will hate that person. That's the way podcast works. I've had a lot of people... <laughs> po- uh, trust me, I've done this before. Anytime someone feels like that could have been them, they like, immediately fuck that hate guy. That Why fuck- is he on? He's boring. Yeah, fuck that guy. He sucks. Yeah. Bro, have me on, bro. Bro, By have me way. on. You ever think of having a regular guy on your podcast and interviewing him? I'd be a good guy, man. Fucking yeah, dude's hair was like fucking Big Bird. What the fuck, dude? Uh, but yes, but, uh, you ready for this? But by the way, here's all we'd have to do. Listen, we go out once a week on the four of us, and we watch a movie, or we do two movies back to back, and then that's two weeks of shows. We talk about one movie for half an hour, <laughs> and we tell it how it really fucking is. So wait, do you want to hear a funny story? So I'm at SiriusXM. I think my Netflix special is getting ready to premiere. I don't. I'm doing press for something. I forget what it is. Is that a chicken? Yes. Are we have chickens? Do you? I'm also growing marijuana. Yeah. So I, Jesus. I'm in there and Roland Campos, who's the does everything over Sirius XM, uh, said I'm doing Sam and Jim, and they go, Hey, do you want to go see the new um, Planet of the Apes? I was like, Sure. And they're like, We're gonna. It's gonna happen at like 11. Do you want to go? And I was like, Yeah, I'll go. And I go, Sam, you want to go? Sam's like, Yeah, let's go. So me and Sam go and watch Planet of the Apes, and it's the screener. It's where they allow press to watch it so they can write reviews. It's it was horrible. It was horrific. It was made no sense. It didn't. Oh, is that the one with Andy Serkis? Was it? That was one with Tim Roth. I don't remember. It was the old one before the new ones came out. No, 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 no. This is no. This is the newest, newest one. Oh, I didn't see that. And so. I go back to SiriusXM and I'm doing another show and they're like, how's your day been? I go, good, I watched Planet of the Apes and they're like, oh, how was it? And I was like, oh, it was fucking horrible. I go, it made no sense. Like, and I started trashing the movie. Who, what happened? 
Roland fucking texts me. He goes, please, please stop. We didn't, you're, you're not, a, we, you can't like go in and go to a screener and just go trash a fucking movie. Like, they, they're looking for positive reviews. That's why they said it. And I'm just shitting all over it. Like they're, I mean, at one point they're going for mountains that are in the desert and then they're in the snow. What the fuck? Dude. Okay. You ready for this? Okay. We're talking about mo movies that made you take a moment. Here we go. I am, uh, this is, these are all things movie that made you take a moment. They, 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 we we got to do this. I was talking with my friend about doing it, but I think we would have a blast doing it. So do you have time to do this? Uh, not right now, but yes, I will. I will. In, We're gonna do this in three Austin. weeks. I will. This could be fucking amazing. So okay, so um, I am in I think fifth grade, sixth grade. Uh, I'm at tennis camp. If you know the story, just keep listening. I'm in tennis camp. I meet a bunch of new kids. I don't know anyone there. I meet a bunch of new kids, and they like me. They think I'm cool. And they say, hey, man, we're going to go see a movie today. You want to go see a movie with us? I go, yeah, yeah, sure. And they go, it's right after camp. Uh, we're going to go back to Eric's house. And we're going to jump in his pool. And then we're going to go over there. And I was like, well, my mom's picking me up. But I'll just have my mom drop me off. And they're like, okay. So my mom is late to pick me up. She then has to run back to the house. And now we're running late to this movie. And I show up late. And, I, and they've already run the trailers. And I don't know where these kids are. It's at Mission Bell in Tampa. And the movie's not packed but there's it's summer there's a lot of kids in there and i can't find these guys i'm walking all around i can't find them and so i sit by myself and i watch this entire movie and i get caught up in the in the story the story's about a kid who doesn't quite fit in and he's trying to find his way and he's making friends his own way and i connect with it i really connect with this kid in this movie and at the end scene i it's maybe the greatest movie at that time that I'd ever seen in my life, and I'm sobbing, crying. He dies? Karate Kid. Wow. I'm sobbing, crying. I'm sitting by myself. House lights come up, and the four guys that invited me to the movie are sitting directly in front of me, and they're making fun of the kid crying behind them. That's you. And it's me. And then they realize it's me, and they're like, bro, you are hilarious. Were you literally fake crying knowing that we were in front of you? And I was like... Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. Kai Fernstrom, <laughs> Eric Nupple, Jay Snyder. Those are the legit dude's names. Oh my God. I fake, I really cried though. I, it was one, that movie, The Karate Kid, I walked out going, oh, I dare the world to create anything better. Wasn't it Elizabeth Shue too? God, how hot was she? Did she die? No, she was in Cocktail. Oh. It's it'd been a while since. I thought she passed. Wait, she, she did not die. Did Elizabeth Shue die? Holston, some girl from the Karate Kid, I think, died. Hang on, don't answer that. I'll Google it. I want to deliver this news. No, it was the girl from the Karate, the first Karate Kid. Who's the girl? Holston. Yeah. The guy from who died? She was, I think, the and the Karate Kid, the girl. She died. No, Elizabeth Shue's alive. Well, she in the Karate Kid. Elizabeth Shue, yeah, she's in the Karate Kid. Who's in the Karate Kid too? Whoa, I'm sorry. Look at this fucking list of what Elizabeth Shue did. I, I bet you I can name nothing. What is it? The Karate Kid. Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, yeah. Great fucking oh, movie yeah. that uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's in. Oh, wow. He's great. He's, he's the guy that plays Thor. Did you see The Cell? That was uh, creepy, I bro. did. I did. Was that Jennifer Lopez? Yeah. It was creepy. It was Vincent D'Onofrio across the board is a great actor. Creepy. Uh, full, metal, um, full Metal Jacket. Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future good. 3. Not good. Leaving Las Vegas. The Great Saint. leaving Las Vegas. Like the Didn't Saint. see the Saint. Like the Saint because I love Val Kilmer. Love Val uh, Kilmer. Dude. Br Thunderheart. No, probably the most quotable movie. Doors. 
Oh, The Doors is a great fucking movie. But what was the most quotable? I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, the uh, the uh, Thunderbirds. No, the uh, what is it called? Uh, Timberland. Uh, t- t- timber. T- uh, tombstone. <laughs> Timberland. Timberland. Um, I'm your Huckleberry. Damn, where is that boy? She's got a new reality show called The Shoes on the Other Foot. There's a girl that died that was in one of the Karate Kids, Holston. I know it. Holston, look it up. Was she like the second one or the... Maybe I'm wrong. You're not seeing it, huh, Holston? She was really pretty. Great. Whatever happened to Jake Ryan? You mean... You mean the character Jake Ryan? Oh, Jake Ryan. 16 Candles. Uh, I actually, I can answer this um, because I said the same question the other day. You looked it up. Yeah, he he's is. a carpenter. He's a carpenter. How Where? Yeah. Uh, was it was it in Washington or Wyoming? Dude, you know what? Why don't we do a road trip calling Finding Jake Ryan? Uh, I do it. Why don't we just go find Jake Ryan and just have a meal with him? <laughs> I, would, I think that's a brilliant idea. Or put or a moat in front or, of his or house. Or we will find out very quickly why he's not working anymore. <laughs> Wouldn't that be? <laughs> what if crazy? he's just like the problem is the Jews run everything out there? And you're like, right, well, okay, you know, let's re-edit this. Let's go find uh, someone else. <laughs> All right, well, it was good meeting you, Jake. Inconvenience, Jake Ryan. Uh, we were actually looking for Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan, uh, my character. bad, our bad, brother. Hunt for the Red October. We'll be back. <laughs> I like this idea. <laughs> I can talk about this Let's all Let's go find day. people that are just like like mi- missing for all we know. Finding Jake Ryan. Who else would it be? Finding... Um, I tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to collect all the beautiful women that starred opposite uh, all the males. Like, 007. Like, like, no, yeah, like uh, the, all the girls that were in fucking Adam Sandler's movies that were... Every time I watched an Adam Sandler movie, I was like, I would marry her. Oh, the and teacher then sudden, from Billy Madison. And then they just disappear. And you're the like, teacher from Billy Madison. Have Veronica Vaughn is one fine piece of ice. <laughs> you should get, remember Chris Farley's like, yeah, Veronica yeah. Vaughn is one fine piece of ice. Dude, I just looked at the girl. I just watched Tommy Boy with my girls. <laughs> what a great movie. It is. It is. It's, he's my favorite of all time. Dude. I mean, Farley is really probably, I mean, he's, he's top three. Like, no one, if you put together the SNL scenes and the movies, and the, there's no one that made me laugh as much. Like Sandler had funny scenes. Every actor had funny scenes. Kevin yeah. Nealon's funny. But when you watch Farley in every fucking scene he's in, yeah, eyes on him, a hundred percent, all eyes on okay, him. Okay, so now we've said movies that have made you take a pause, real quick, and then we'll wrap this up. I got to get you out of here. I have a fucking meeting have, in, fi- yeah, in fifteen minutes. You have Pilates? Yeah, I got neck surgery. I know. So. I wanted to talk to you about that. We'll talk about it next time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, movies that movies and scenes that made you la- a scene in a movie that made you laugh out loud to the point where it was uncomfortable. I'll start. I'll start. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty one Jump Street. Twenty one Jump Street. What? Are you ready for this? Twenty one Jump Street. Uh, the night before, they're going into school. They're in the bedroom and they're like, and they've got their packets and they're like, we haven't even gone over our packets and and. Uh, Channing Tatum's like, oh, come on. It's super simple. We don't need to know. We know who the fuck we are. And so then they go and they sit down with the principal for the first time. He goes, okay. And he holds up their packets. He goes, which one of you is Rob? <laughs> and they look at each other. I remember. I 
laughed so hard that no one could that it started it the whole theater laughing really? it started the whole theater laughing and then no one saw the rest of the scene we as a group laughed so hard when he goes which one of you is Rob and they look at each other and he goes uh, I am he goes that's funny I would have pitted you as the actor but I guess you're the athlete <laughs> I fucking laughed so hard Oh, uh, oh, that's great! Tropic uh, Thunder, Tropic Thunder, Tropic Thunder. Some funny scenes. I'm thinking for me. I mean, shit, that that's hard. I mean, Dudley Moore, Arthur, just fucking. Did you ever see Dudley I've Moore? Never seen it. Oh my god, it's my favorite movie of all time. Really? Oh my god, a fella of the car, Bisman, <laughs> a fella of the car. Is that the funniest thing ever? <laughs> oh, I guess you had to be there. You never saw it. Never, he goes it up now. and he goes. He's sitting with the prostitute. And he's like, tell me something about yourself. She's like, well, when I was six, my mother died. Oh, God damn it. Don't they know what that does to children? When I was 11, my father died. Oh, so you had six relatively good years. This is like one punchline after another. I mean, go watch it. Arthur Dudley Moore. It's so fun. Drink and enjoy this movie. So so uh, spring break. To the, uh, 1996, hey. 1996, we all go to uh, Aspen for the, for the, and we're staying in a tiny apartment in Aspen, and the movie Duck Soup comes on. I never saw it. It is what you just said, one punchline after really? another, after another. It's the Marx Brothers, and we were pissing ourselves. Oh my God, I might need to put a caveat on this. It might have been the Duck Soup remake made with John Turturro. Oh my God, I didn't see it. It was a Duck Soup remake, maybe. It is just one punchline after another, and we were all high as fuck, and we were crying. We were laughing so hard. It was the fun. It, that, those old school movies. How like, about Ronnie Dangerfield, though, with Caddyshack? Do you know the story? Hey, Wang, it's a parking lot. What are you taking pictures for, huh? All right. <laughs> Don't tell him you're Jewish. <laughs> hey, I'll take 12 of those, 12 of those lady tees. I'll take six of that. Hey, nice hat. What do you get? A free bowl of soup with that hat? Part of, it looks good on you. Part of me feels like I've just embodied Rodney Dangerfield in life. Like I've just taken him. all my favorite characters and, and created merged, myself. Yeah. Like a little bit of Bill Murray from Caddyshack, a little bit of Rodney Dangerfield, a little bit of Chris Farley. I, I'll tell Perfect. you, I will tell you, Hardcore Secret Time. Hardcore, Hardcore Secret Time. Yeah. Um, uh, one of my favorite things I've ever seen in life, uh, when uh, just right before, I think I want to say right before Chris Farley died, uh, there was a Packers game. And they brought Chris Farley on the field, and he got a huge standing ovation, right? I'm also uh, piecemealing this because I don't remember it totally. I just remember my feeling. And they brought him on the field. He gets a huge standing ovation, and he just goes running down the field and does a PD slide on his stomach. I think it was wet, and slides across, and the place goes fucking nuts, right? And I thought to myself, this has got to be 22 I years ago. I need, I want one of those in my life, right? So I we go to the Kings game. I, in my head, I'm being dead serious. I kept thinking of Colin Hanks. I think they had done I the same Colin. thing. What a the great same guy. thing I had done. What a great. Has he been on your pod? No, no. He's on my podcast. You should, you should do yours. Yeah. He's great. Um, I, I think they had Colin Hanks, and I thought, I wish I could be like Colin Hanks, where all, all, all he has to do is like just smile and go, like, it's so great being here. I love the Kings. Go Kings, you know? And I wish I had that. You can't do that. There's a part of me that can't do that. I can't do, do, do it either. And I have to be on. You? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I I go to the game and I'm trying to be as as like not stir. I just want to go to the game, have a good time with my family. That's it. I do the pre-interview and we get I get loose 
And then when we do that fucking interview and I rip my shirt off, I realized, oh, I, I've always looked up to Chris Farley. I've those moments where you do the outrageous thing in a st and you're like, fuck it, the wheels are off. That's always going to be who I am. And then I got in the car and I said to my, my girls, and I was a little drunk, but I was like, wait, you driving? Oh, hardcore, fast as shit. No, my <laughs> wife is driving. My <laughs> wife is driving. And uh, then I got in the car drunk as shit. My girls <laughs> like, wait a minute, let's clarify some things here. <laughs> I, uh, I never drive. I haven't driven in fucking forever. I don't know how to drive. I drive. I drive. I pick up my girlfriend from softball. Anyway, um, I'm in the car and I said, you know, I gotta. I got to tell you, this is maybe like a life goal because I got to live out that thing I saw Chris Farley do on a much smaller level of the Kings game, but it was fun as fuck. But there is a part of that where I those comic characters that I grew up on defined who I am today. A hundred But you know there's somebody at that Kings game or somebody watching that interview who's like, I want to be that guy. He's doing the same thing for that you did Ooh, with Chris Farley. This is like the time traveler's wife almost. Yeah, that's what's happening. Um, so what are we going to call our podcast? We're gonna call it. Fuck! What would we call it? Think about it. Think about the idea, because we're gonna be truthful about movies, no matter what. We're not gonna worry about studios or friends that go. Oh, but your friend directed. Burning the bridge. To Look, River I'll Kwai. talk about my own movie. My own movie back in the day. I'm telling you, you got thirteen percent. They because they reviewed it during Oscars. We showed dicks. Farts, it's it's immature. Sandler loved it. He called me in. He, got, he helped me almost get another movie made. Like I love it. I don't yeah. care. It's thirteen percent. It's a six hundred thousand dollar awesome movie. Yeah. But these fuckers on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm like, really? It wasn't enjoyable. You didn't laugh five, ten times. So these other comedies that spend sixty million dollars. So anyway, like I would go into my movie. I would I would say, yeah, my movie didn't do well. Here's why. And you could say, yeah, I thought your movie was a piece of shit. And we could talk about it. Wait, it only cost six hundred thousand dollars to make. I think with music and something like seven fifty, I could make a movie. You with, you have that much money to I make got, a movie with? I you could just laying around. I could definitely make a movie. Maybe I'll make a fuck. Maybe I'll make my own movie. I guess you'd really want like I did. I put my some of my own money. Did uh, you make money back? I think we're about. What are you laughing at, Halston? <laughs> no, but uh, you know, I think we're 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 getting to the even point, break an even point. I, if I could just break even, I'd make a movie. If I could just break even, yeah. I, if thing. I could get, well, a, I had other people put some money in. I put a little money in, so I could get some people to put some money in. I could probably get a then, lot of people, and then all and your then, friends to do it. And then I, I, and then I wonder if I could just get like a, a limited release in theaters, easy. Because if I figure if I could sell theaters doing stand ups, if I could sell just moderately. I guess this is the Here's light. what you do. You do 50 cities where you go to each opening, premiere for that city or something, and like or 25, and you open them, and then you get a packed crowd in each of those, or maybe you do a couple nights in each city. Well, let's talk about the movie first. Okay. Let's get the movie made. <laughs> let's, there's a process here. Yeah, there's a lot I'm leaving yeah. on the table. All right, all right. We're, we're going to talk more about this. I'm going to get you out of here. My meeting starts in seven minutes. Yes. Uh, dude, I could talk to you forever. You're one of dude. the easiest guys to talk to in the world. Well, thanks. I'm so happy you're doing a podcast. Yeah, dude, you got to come back on You're it. one of the few, and I say this inherently, you're one of the few that gives a fuck about it. Like, it's you see people getting into podcasting, and you, you can see it in their eyes. Like, yeah, I heard... Uh, Heard Dak's making a dick load of money, so why not? And you're like, oh, that's not why that's you get into podcast. Yeah, you got to you got to say like, oh, this is something like 
my my podcast gives me an opportunity to sit with someone like you and have an amazing fucking conversation. Some about real shit that, that I, everybody else is thinking about or like can say, fucking I don't agree with you or I agree with you, but it's real. Yeah. That's that's how it is. Yeah, that's why I did a podcast like I told you because it's for me it, it gives me purpose. It's like I feel like fans you know, email, not email me, they don't have my emails. Some of them do, you know. But on, you know, they tweet me or they Instagram yeah. me and they're like, dude, oh my God, that story that Zach Levi told about his mom and he was crying. It really touched my I heart. I gotta check I'm out like, that podcast now. Yeah, and the Jennifer Love Hewitt where she didn't say she didn't love herself. And like, um, Kristen Bell talks about her depression and anxiety. And like, Dax talks about when we used to do cocaine together and he just cra like crazy shit and he had to go to rehab and like this fight he gets in with this hispanic guy that tried to mug him and and Jax is like you messed with the wrong white guy dude today you messed with the wrong white guy and he beat the shit out of this guy and then like you know the cops come like just so i find for some reason i don't know if it's blissfully ignorant is what it should have been called but i ask questions because i really don't feel like i'm being evasive I'm like oh my god your mom died that had to be tough man yeah. but i really genuinely care yeah. but most people i think i i just look i love to you know, it's funny because a lot of people like Matthew Lillard or Kevin Neal are like, do you really want to talk about this stuff? Isn't it? Do you think people think it's boring? I'm like, no, it's real. I, I don't want to talk about what movie you're doing. We could talk about that at the end. Best scenes in a movie ever is Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich stabbing each other. Oh, my God. It's my favorite. One of my favorite scenes Dude, I've ever seen. so nice. Lillard is such a good guy. And yeah. that's the thing. It's like after this, it's like, you know, all these people I, I know, a lot of people we know. But when you, we have this conversation or on my podcast, right? I get to know them, really get to know them. I go, wow, this is like a great time. Like, I really enjoy it. So, it's yeah, listen th if you, listen to my podcast if you want. And we're going to start a podcast. we got to figure out the logistics of it. It'll be after Miami European Tour. Are you going to do any live shows with your podcast? Yeah, I want to do that. You have to do that and get your fans out and get to know your fans and meet them. Because I'm always fearful that no one will show up. Yeah, they, they won't. Like, you, I mean, trust me, we've, I've been doing these. I did live shows before where no one shows up, but that's cool. That's it's it's even it's okay. better. It's a hundred percent. Do one at the improv. Uh, do it at the improv and let and let maybe forty five people show up and and be cool with it and put on a show for forty five people because the people listening, they're they'll gonna enjoy love, it. They'll they'll enjoy it. It's fucking really great. You I'm gonna do, do that, show. man. Let's think of the movie one because I fucking want to do that one. I like that a lot. Dude, if, as long as we're honest, Bert, and we're not like going, oh, we have a friend in that movie. I know you can't okay. talk about it, Bert, but let me tell you, that movie was a piece of shit. I love your friend. He's great. But if we're really Speaking honest, which, people I will just care. saw Instant Family. Whew, that was a tough one. I didn't see it. Tom Segura, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking with Segura's Mark. Segura is yeah. actually a pretty good Dude, actor. I love you, man. Thanks for I having me. This too, is awesome. Man. Hey, Holston, what a treat, buddy. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.